Yo, this is Jake. They call me Dr. Flock. Views. What's up? It's John John. Views. And it's real life doing this, bitch. Views. You are now listening to the Views from the Chip podcast. Oh, we're live. Oh, we're live. Okay, straight into it. Straight into it. Back. Episode 50. 50. That was a good spot, John. I would have forgot that this was 50. You made it. I, I, I've been looking for this for months, so I knew it was going to be 50 like, pretty soon. I was like, yeah, that shit's crazy. 50's here, boys. What are we going to do for it? And everybody was like, oh, I didn't even realize. It was <laughs> <laughs> that shit's crazy. So we went with nah. what's called Tony. <laughs> Yo, hurry up. Get Tony on the phone as fast as you can. <laughs> get Tony on hey, the phone. I didn't know y'all had me on here for the milestone episode. Yeah. What would Java Rule do with this? <laughs> Dude, episode 50. Fucking Tony's here with us. Glad you could be here. Still, sure, John John Flock. 50 episodes in, man. Time fucking flies, huh, boys? I can't believe it. That means we're... Almost at a or no, we're probably at a year, past a year, right? Because we've skipped a couple weeks. How many so weeks mean, is in a year? 56? <laughs> I thought 52. It's 52? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, what about if it's a leap year? <laughs> it's 52, bro. <laughs> Don't shit that up, right? <laughs> Don't shit that up. It's mad. It's mad five week months. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> damn 52 that's crazy oh, oh, we, we, we've been doing this shit over a year then yeah, yeah. that's crazy that's crazy yeah flock what you dressing up for is halloween <laughs> for halloween i'm gonna yeah. be uh most less minimal effort costume i could find is three hole punch gym it's basically yeah. just you wear a white t-shirt and you put three paces of black paper Cut into a circle and say that I can either be plain white paper or three hole punch paper. You wear a white t-shirt. Basically, trying to have no effort for my Halloween. Nice man. Because I don't care. It's a Satan's holiday anyway. It is. That's why I dressed my daughter up for it. I got a friend's giving. I got a friend's giving this weekend. I'm pretty (laughs) excited about, but I don't have any Halloween parties. I mean, I got a Halloween party, but like I don't think I want to go. But I was Do you guys be, dress up uh, for Halloween? I was supposed to be Prince Harry and Meghan Markle with a bitch. Just, I mean, a girl this this year, but I, I backed out of it Why? last week. So it was a little too much. A little too much. Yeah. John and Tony, you guys dress up for Halloween? Man, I haven't dressed up in ten plus fifteen years. <laughs> yeah, same. I ain't putting nothing on since Dave left me. Uh... Alone, we were supposed to go as crisscross, and he dipped. My costume looked stupid as fuck. <laughs> Clothes was on backwards. Everybody was like, what you supposed to be? Damn. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I never even really connected that, that he didn't uh, pull through. Oh, he did. He just ducked early. Ah. I feel like crisscross would, like, stand alone by itself, though. No? He did that night. Yeah, I was going to say, like, I, I feel like that, that would work. I love getting dressed up for Halloween. I never used to like that shit when I was younger. Now that I'm old, I love that shit. Give me a good costume. I'm going. I'm going golfing on Halloween. I think I might go full full costume while I'm golfing for real. Get some videos out of it. Your weather that good to go golf? Hey, bro. If, if it's not raining or snowing, I'm going golfing. Understand that. <laughs> now my rules are 50 and up. Okay. 
50 and up. It's supposed to be 63 on Sunday. That's good enough for me. Oh, that's not bad. No, nah, but I don't think I'm getting dressed up this year. I was hoping for it, but I backed out of my Halloween date, and I got I got a solo party to go to, and I, I don't I don't really, I'm not really feeling no uh, solo costumes. If I was Flock, I'd get married every year. Doug, remember the Cookie Monster John you did? That oh, shit was man, hard. That shit was fire. <laughs> Had the all dyed blue belt. Broke my washer trying to dye that thing. That shit was a good time. That was a good Wait, one. John, so you, you've been in long-term relationships. You never had the pressure to dress up? Nah, I've never really been a Halloween guy. I think it's the most overrated. I guess if we call it a holiday, I think it's the most overrated of all. Over Easter, it's, it's mm -hmm. just a part. It's just a party holiday. Yeah, I think it's overrated. It's cool. I guess it gives people an excuse to dress up, but I like my regular clothes better. <laughs> uh -huh. I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I ain't mad at people that dress up. Like it's cool if you're having fun, but because it's kind of the dressing up is. I feel like the the women really like to do the dressing up and the the outfits. And I've found like every year, pretty much there's. It's kind of expected that I'm gonna wear something like. Well, I'm a, I'm a bitch thing because I love getting dressed right, up. Fly? Like you gotta dress up every year now. I don't have to, but it's just a little easier. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you hate the word have to. So you, uh, when you go you go trick or treating and with the dress up on now, or not there yet? <laughs> Solo trick or treating dressed up. Are you take now? You take your kids trick or, trick or treating with the costume on? Yeah, we're gonna take Layla. I made her a uh, walker at a PVC pipe. And Emily made her like a, uh, uh, like a wig from yarn for old lady hair, and she's got like an old lady dress on, and she mm, can like push the walk around. It's kind of funny. Yeah, that's, that's good. Cool. My friend did that one before. That's a good one. That always looks good. Oh really? Yeah. What's uh What's Em doing? Emily is she's being a mime, and if we weren't live, I would tell an insane joke about it. But something <laughs> about. A mime being pregnant, it's uh, yeah, it's got a good joke behind it. Where's the joke at? Can't say live, can't say live. It relates to your jokes earlier before the pod. Mm. Ah, okay, because they can't say <laughs> <laughs> you're a sick fuck. <laughs> oh, I love Halloween, it's one of my favorite holidays, dog. Halloween and Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't mind either of those. I bet you don't, Christopher Columbus. Yeah. they got. I just realized they got Christopher Columbus Day out of here. Kids don't even get that off no more. Nah, it's the indigenous people. Because you know Christopher Columbus, he used to feed the Native American babies to his dogs. That boy was wild. Yeah, he was going crazy. He was going crazy, yeah. just scooping the babies up and feeding them up like it was puppy child. Dog. I was a wild boy, dog. <laughs> and we used he to get one of us for that. I wish we still did. Now, what's it called, though? Alec, Bal uh, Alec Baldwin, he's a murderer? Mm. Mm. So how did that all go down? Because I kind of missed... I know what happened, but was he, like, in the middle of acting? <laughs> all right, so here's here's the situation. So it was, like, a first-time props person there that, that had, like, that first big job. And apparently one of the props people was going and shooting on set, like, after hours. Um, and he forgot to, like, unload the regular bullets and put in blanks. So when Alec Baldwin started the scene, he asked for a cold gun, which means like a blank gun. And they started to shoot a scene and he started shooting the rounds off like he, like he thought it was a blank. But he started hitting motherfuckers and they checked. 
Can you imagine how fucked up that would be? You? Like at I'm that point, why the people that he hit was standing where they are, not victim blaming, but what you mean, bro? And then it seemed like he would have killed another actor and not a director. Because he hit a director. You know the scenes, like sometimes in the guns they do the close-ups where you're shooting right at the camera. I mean, like was shooting that in that direction so they can get I, I, I would assume so if he hit the director. Yeah, I was he was probably doing one of them scenes where they shoot like shoot at the shit. I don't know, bro. Imagine you, you thought you was about to shoot a, imagine you thought you was about to shoot a nerf gun and that, that shit started shooting real bullets. You just like damn. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if this is bad, but I kind of feel bad for him a little bit. Cause I would suck. Oh, I feel I feel awful for him, bro. I can't imagine living with that guilt on some shit that's not your fault at all. And I see all the Trumpers going crazy at him because he does the, the Trump SNL shit. And they're like, oh, he needs to get hit with manslaughter. How how the fuck does he need to get hit with manslaughter? Hmm. That's not even his job. His job is to pick up the pistol. They're supposed to give him the gun. He's supposed to act out the scene. How the fuck is that his job, dog? Whoever needs to get hit with manslaughter is the prop manager, which sucks because it sounds like it was her first big job. But that's a mistake you can't make. So you feel like she should get the charge and not him? If anybody gets charged, it's definitely on her. If anybody. I don't, I don't know. If, I think this might be one of them situations where it's kind of like, yeah, you got to chalk it up. Mistakes are mistakes sometimes. I mean, it's fucked up because she was married. I think she had a child. <laughs> uh, they said he contacted the husband. Would you even want to hear from him after he killed your wife? Nah. I don't think I would like, be mad at him, bro. Oh, what? <laughs> Are you not mad? No, I'm probably mad at him. I'm mad at everybody on the set. <laughs> yeah, everybody involved. Like, how you not mad at him? That's the question. Yeah, I agree with that. I'd be mad at several people. I don't know if I'd want to talk to anybody from there. Hell Bro, no. if I'm to my lawyer, like, and I'm and I'm not going to see the movie when it comes out. Fuck no. Bro, if I'm driving a motherfucking cab. Or if I'm going to school with my book bag on and somebody plants a bomb in the book bag and I walk up to the locker next to somebody and that shit blows up and kills them. That's not my fault at all. There's nothing that nothing that, that has any fault on me, Doug. How the fuck could that shit be his fault? He thinks he's got a toy gun. Somebody loaded it wrong. He's acting out the scene how he's supposed to. That's, that's got no responsibility on him. I don't think not any of us said it's his fault, though. But I'm not about to be happy to hear from you, or I don't. I don't want to hear from you at all. Right. I wouldn't even look at it like he killed her. I would. I would if be mad at somebody the over in your car because they ran a red light, or you. you That's went through a Yellow. I'm still not fucking with you. If you run over somebody in a car, but it was on an accident, I don't care if somebody did. Like, nah, I'm good. That sucks to be him and right now. Like, God, I, I don't even know how you live with that on accident. Did, All right, uh, so let's do it. Two people get hit? Yeah. Yeah, the director got two. hit too. Okay. All right, so somebody break into your house. Are, are you know somebody that breaks into somebody's house and the owner kills them? Are you mad at the owner for killing them? That is a whole different situation. That's that, doesn't even, that doesn't even equate <laughs> in any way. It wasn't Alec Baldwin's fault, dog. That's what okay. I'm trying to tell you. Nobody said it's his fault, though. We just saying, I don't want to hear from you. Like, it's nothing you could possibly say. Like, what, what could you even say? Sorry for your loss. Like, I don't know what <laughs> what the fuck? Like, like, what the fuck? Like, nobody yeah, wants I'm to happy. hear that. 
I, don't I, know. Uh, I, think... I feel like saying whenever I've said sorry for your <laughs> loss, I have always felt like I wish that I was saying something more impactful. Right. It, it, it's just, for me, it's always been a statement that it's like, and it, not that the person I think really ever expects they, everybody knows you can't do anymore. Right. And I think I, for me, I want, I definitely want my space while I'm also not blaming him. I agree with that deal. Like it's, it's not just on Alec Baldwin, but I think I would still, I'd be upset. I'd be uptight. I'd be devastated really. For real. Just, I'm not blaming Alec Baldwin dog. That shit was a fluke. I wonder how they do that. Do they like split charges? I mean, can, would they give two people a charge? Or I wonder if that's Alex, ever happened where the person that did the thing didn't get the charge. Bro, Alec is not getting hit with nothing, dog. It's not. It's not happening. There's nothing he can get charged with. It's just not happening. Yeah, I don't think anybody's going to get charged because I mean, it's, a, it's it's that's like a. I mean, well, it sounds like it's a legit accidental murder. But. Is that is that not negligence on the on the prop manager side? No, nah, I think the prop manager is going to get hit with something. I mean, what though? I mean, she loaded real bullets into a, a prop gun. I mean, you but said I, that somebody else was shooting the gun before she handed it to him. I think it, I think it was her though. Oh, but either way, I feel like that that might be something you want to double check if that's your job. <laughs> right. Like that that yeah. might be worth the extra effort on that one. I don't know. Somebody checked off that shit. Somebody getting charged. Hell yeah. I don't know if they I should, mean, but somebody getting charged with that shit. I wonder if they're going to roll that shit out like they did uh, The Dark Knight. At that point, you got to cancel the fucking movie. Oh, yeah. It's no. over. No, Heath, Ledger, Heath Ledger died. They started printing his face on Acme receipts. That shit was crazy. That that rollout was nuts. Real shit. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't think... I think if it was an actor that died, maybe like on some Paul Walker shit, but somebody behind the scenes dies, and I'm guessing Alec Baldwin, the main character. Yikes! I want to get started on Fast and Furious, but <laughs> Paul Walker died like 12 years ago. He's still in the movie stuff. That shit is crazy. How the fuck is he still starring in them shit? What movie is he in? He's still in the Fast and Furious, dog. Be, I still ain't be, seen the most recent one. They be, they be, they be doing edges. Oh, fucker ain't been in the last four. Yeah, uh-huh, bro. They be, they be alluding to that motherfucker, dog. They be doing little like back of the head driveways and shit. They be like, oh, the kids is with Paul or Brian. They do that shit, dog. I swear to God, they do. Paul Walker's still living. It's like Tupac in Bermuda, right? <laughs> nah, Vin Diesel mean that family shit though. I saw he walk Paul Walker's uh, daughter down the aisle last week for her wedding. Mm, that family man. shit ain't just act. Damn. Hopefully he doesn't get beat up by the Rock. Yeah, there was beefing, wasn't there? That's what I was seeing. They have a little beef going on. What they beefing for? No, I think that was oh, Tyrese. <laughs> was it Tyrese? Was Rock. That was the Rock and Vin Diesel. The Rock said he ain't like that shit. Vin Diesel said he was giving them tough love because they did that other movie and shit. What other movie they do? The one with uh, Jason Statham, that Hobbs oh. and whatever shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did Dill? I remember you were making jokes about the new Fast and Furious movie. Did anybody ever see that? No. No. I did. You did? Yeah, I fell asleep on it though. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen space, this twelve right? times before. 
Yeah, I was like, never again. I woke up and Ty, uh, Tyrese and Ludacris was going to space, and I'm like, yeah, this ain't it. I, I, I souped it. up a 96 Bonneville and went to space. Get the fuck <laughs> out of here, dog. I was like, yeah, they didn't got too crazy. That shit started off as one of the best car movies ever to mm-hmm. just the fakest shit ever. Vin Diesel in the background talking about only thing that can beat space is family. Don't nobody know what the fuck is you talking about, dog. Don't you stupid ass up. Nah, that shit is crazy. Fucking, uh... Clay Thompson got snubbed on the 75, you guys think? No. I don't think so either. Nah. I don't think he got snubbed. I do think there are a couple snubs, though, but Clay wasn't one of them. Same. Who'd you feel like was a snub? I mean, the biggest, I think, most obvious one was Dwight Howard. Easy snub. I mean, anybody that went three straight defensive player of the year awards, all defensive team, what, like nine times? like Eight times. You deserve to be on there. Five-time like, first All-NBA. You see people like Reggie Miller on there, and it's like, all right, dog. Did, uh, did T-Mac make it? Nope. T-Mac didn't make it. Mm. No Vince Carter, no T-Mac. Ray Allen made it. No Vince Carter? Nope. Bill Walton made it. And Clay, man, he not on there? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Clay's not even fucking second runner-up, third runner-up. That's tough. Yeah, I don't I don't see any uh anybody else riled up besides Clay about that one. <laughs> you don't think Reggie Miller should have made it? No. Nah. Not over Dwight. What did Reggie Miller do? He's gotta I mean, is he top three on like most made three pointers or something like that? He's gotta how be long that gone? How long that gonna last, bro? That that'll be done probably by the end of this year. Yeah. Still pretty impressive. <laughs> I mean, if you I mean, what do you – Reggie Miller? Like, no. Yeah, is what, he Hall of Fame? Elite defender, elite shot creator. I don't like, – I don't, what, what was so good about Reggie Miller? He didn't win anything. Didn't win shit. Averaged 20 points for his career. So did Monte Ellis. Right? Like, what are we doing here? <laughs> Who gives a fuck? I don't care about Reggie Miller. Yeah, Reggie Miller's on there, and somebody like T-Mac or Vince ain't on there. It's kind of crazy. But That's especially crazy. Dwight Howard. That's Why would Mac or Vince be on on there if not Reggie Miller over Reggie I'm, Miller? I'm just saying, if we compare players, them two <laughs> would watch Reggie Miller easily. Bill Walton had made it. Giannis made it. I'm saying y'all think he should have. Well, Giannis yeah. 26. Yeah, I think yeah. he should. He top 75 yeah. all time already. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty yep. good. Yeah, Tony, you don't think so? It don't say, it don't look like you think so. Yeah, you're like you got that I little mean, face over there. Like, I don't know. I, I I mean, he got his he got his little stripes. He cool on there. Yeah, I mean, what's he got? But two I mean, MVPs if, and a Finals MVP, if, and that's fair. But if you basing it solely off of winning, game. if you basing it solely <laughs> off of winning, Clay should be on there. Who's basing it just off winning? I'm just saying. No, I'm Reggie not basing. Didn't. I said Reggie didn't win. win. Reggie he ain't winning win. on there. He didn't. Sure, Clay. Clay might be better than Reggie. Keep I'll it a buck. I agree. Really. I mean, yeah. anybody that gave you 30 in a quarter, they pretty good. True. True. The hmm. White Howard's like the, the no-brainer should have been on the list. It's not even a comparison. Five-time first All-NBA team, three-time second All-NBA team, eight-time All-Star, three-time uh, Defensive Player of the Year, fucking like six-time rebounding champ, took that Orlando team to the finals, won his chip with the Lakers, the most dominating center in the league for 10 years. Easy. I don't understand how he's not on it. 
Yeah, it's fucked up. If the, if it's, it seems like if the media don't like you, you won't be on the list. True. Yeah, that little tranny scandal. They got him out mean. of there. Huh? They had that tranny scandal, dog. They got him out of there. I mean, I think it's more than that. Nobody oh. really fucks with Dwight. I thought that was Florida. They were heavy on Dwight, huh? They they was Florida was like Dwight had was their little superhero. I mean, that shit wasn't a game. Putting that cape on, that's how he was treated. Yeah, I I think Shaq had a little to do with it. Shaq used to trash Dwight. He did. I think that that rubbed off on the reporters or the voters. Had to. I love to use uh, Dwight in two K, whatever that was, sixteen, seventeen, just. The way they used to have people moving on 2K, when you could just do the windmill dunk with every player, and doing that with Dwight, oh my god! Yeah, you used to love playing. You used to love playing with him, and you used to love playing with Rondo. I remember that. <laughs> I remember that. That shit was crazy. They yeah. got Bill Walton on the list, and he only had three good years in the league. I don't know why the fuck he's on the list. Yeah, uh, who fucking knows? Who fucking knows? I did learn today that. The top fifty stayed, mm-hmm. and I learned that when they did the top fifty, they got five players from what five player, ten players from each position. Okay, I didn't know. I that. thought that was pretty corny. Yeah, I didn't know that because how could you possibly have the best ever if you choosing ten out of each position? <laughs> and a half of them, more than half of them, we never have seen or will see put. Facts. You, th- you think Steve Nash should have been on the list? He deserves a spot. Now nah, he is. Oh, yeah, Steve on there. He should be on if, there. If, if Dame on there, he deserved to be on there. Dame shouldn't have been on there. Yeah, that shit was crazy to me, too. It's yeah, kind of early for Dame. Dame shouldn't have been on there. I don't I'm mean, glad I'm that... lie. I don't really like Paul Pierce on there, either. Paul I ain't know Paul there? Pierce was on there. Mm, that's I don't tough. like Paul Pierce on there, either. Yeah, yeah Clay's, Clay's tight. Clay... Paul Pierce, honestly, I, I know Melo has to be on the list. Yeah, I, I'm not even sold on Ray Allen for real. I am. He was a dog. He was a dog. You like Ray over Paul? Yeah, for sure. Mm. For sure. I like T-Mac over both of them. I mean, that's my favorite player probably of all time, so I'm not going to debate that. But Ray had his team in the Eastern Conference Finals with himself. No, nah, he was he was nasty on the Sonics and the Bucks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How many of the T Mac shoes did y'all have? I had like three or four uh, pairs. I, had, yeah, I think I had the first three, maybe the first four. Them shoes. And I hard. used to cut my sock after football season. I played for this uh, football team, and we uh, I used to cut my sock just to have a blue shit like T Mac on his leg. Mm. I swear I was. I swear I was. That, man. <laughs> yeah. You did. You did what? I cut my football <laughs> sock to make it look like the calf sleeve that T Mac wore. On his leg, you know how he used to have a one shit on his leg. I'm not mad at that. That was I used to yeah, just rock that fresh. shit. I swear Baca, I was seeing that. Baca you, uh, survey was right, dog. You are sick. I guess. You you everybody ankle, else thought ankle socks. And I had the T Max on. It only it it was only right. Yeah, I yeah. like the T Max Johns with the strap. You ever put the? Uh, did you ever get one of those double where you double tape the finger? Nah, the I did have one of the little. Me and my cousin had the little AI bands, and we had the mm. little. What would you do? What would Jesus do? Bracelets. <laughs> We swore we was everybody in the league. <laughs> that was who fun had the, times. Who had yeah. the Jesus bracelets? AI used to wear the What Would Jesus mm. Do bracelet? The little oh, fucking, did he? Yeah. 
the little them rubber bands. That shit was the coolest looking yeah. shit ever. That makes you sense. To get them, we both had the uh, the answer <laughs> elbow bands and all that shit. Like if anybody should wear that, it's AI, huh? <laughs> <laughs> hey man, he, he was he living by that shit, huh? <laughs> he made everything cool. <laughs> Fucking AI, dog. The oh, AI shoes, though, as far as comfort and hooping, trash. Never had them. Think so? Yeah, I I thought they were which so one, uncomfortable. Which ones would you wear? The yeah. I guess it was whatever the answer is, the black and white ones. I had those. Are you talking about the so fours? Flat. What'd you say? You talking about the fours? You probably don't know the fucking names. Not anymore. The the just the, the most popular the ones. You remember the uh, oh, commercial you did with Jadakiss? Yeah. Was it those ones? I don't remember the commercial. What? You don't remember the commercial, bro? Nah. I wasn't. I wasn't on. I missed a lot of TV. I missed a oh, lot of when TV. When it was dribbling, when it was dribbling and rapping and shit. I missed no. a lot of TV. Missed a lot. Yeah. That might be my sleeper. AI and Jadakiss. The commercial. Yeah. I'm not mad at that. I remember trying to shoot like T-Mac 2 doing a fadeaway, kicking my leg out. I can't even lean backwards. Fuck was I trying to do jump to the side? (laughs) Come on, man. He deserved to be on that 75, man. Anybody that can score 13 and 35 seconds to win a game, you deserve to be on that list. Yeah, that's facts. I went back and watched that clip every few years just to refresh my memory because he went lights out. Just for the feeling. Yeah. Yeah. If somebody did that now, they would call him the greatest ever. Oh, I mean, what sure. a fold by the Spurs, though, right? <laughs> it was crazy. That shit was just like, going in his the, hands. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, <laughs> people don't it's pay not... attention to the mistakes enough, you know? <laughs> like, motherfuckers yeah. is dribbling in corners and just giving the ball. It's 35 seconds, dog. You're up 13. Like, fucking run the clock out. I mean, what's, you what's got Devin Brown in the game. Yeah, we're like, what are we doing here? Now to have some bad shit happen. (laughs) I don't understand what are we doing here. Like, how hard is it to keep that lead? Like, yeah, I could have kept the lead there, Doug. Like, I would have grabbed the ball, (laughs) ran in a circle till they fouled me. Like, you only had to sink half the foul shots. So you would have been good, Doug. Like, you fouling them on threes and shit. Like, what are we doing here, Doug? Like, to your point, deal. The defense usually ain't that tight down, uh, down thirteen with thirty-five seconds left. Like, yeah, it's like, it's fucking pathetic. (laughs) That's like it's something only Mark Anthony could do, you know? <laughs> like, Jesus fucking Christ. Team Mark Anthony. Uh, Team Mark Anthony and the Kia Soul. What, <laughs> what was y'all's reaction the first time y'all saw T-Mac jump over that dude from Europe? Vince? Yeah, or Vince, yeah. Wow. You did miss a lot of TV, dog. <laughs> See, that's just crazy. I could think all black people look the same. Like, that shit's fucked up. <laughs> I mean, they cut him. You are a fuck. light skin and six five. They fucking. <laughs> he said that shit confident too. Bill said he not letting you off. Vince had hair. Vince had hair. I see how you confuse him. No, no, you don't. Vince had hair, man. What folks used to wear that T-shirt to school with the picture on the on the T and shit like that shit was an epic image, dog. Ruin that guy's I had career. I had to the background of my computer. <laughs> Yeah, I never fuck with Vince like that, though. I was a big Vince fan. I never fuck with Vince Man. like that. I, I remember trying to lower too. the hoop at my house and, like, do the reverse 360 dunk. Like, I couldn't even do a 54-degree spin, but Vince I was, was out here. fucking man. You had to lower the hoop? <laughs> For sure. I was just out there just fucking <laughs> going, going, going crazy, dog. <laughs> oh, man. 
So I got into a debate about toilet paper the other day. Damn, what was the debate? The classic one is like over or under, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you guys like fold or ball it up when you wipe your ass? Jesus it's a fold. Christ. It's a fold. If you're not folding, you live in like a cave. If you ball this shit up, you're You know, sometimes you got to get in and get out. You don't have time to fold. Hey, you ball this shit up. Hey, but I keep the wet wipes, though, too. So I follow up with that. It's all good. I follow up. <laughs> that, that brings me to another college argument. Uh, stand up or sit down? What? Oh, when you yeah. wipe your ass? Yeah. I'm standing up. Straight <laughs> yeah, up? See? See? This is a big debate. Everybody, like, yeah, Who's everybody on their side thinks that shit is, like, Who's sitting clear down cut. wiping their ass? A lot of How people, I've learned up? that. I think majority of people sit down. For There's real? no situation in which I just lift one half of my ass, right? Like, that just feels too inappropriate. But I don't feel like Actually, you get a good wipe like that. The range of motion not there if you're sitting down. Not there at all. I mean, I, I that took doesn't a survey make in college. Sense. I that took a survey in college, sense. and it was like 14 out of 20 uh, sits down. For real? How could you possibly wipe your ass standing up? They <laughs> had some good debates too. I didn't even think of it. They was like, "Aren't you making more of a mess when you stand up with emotion?" And like, You're it was definitely just... making more of a mess when you stand up. Yeah, that's just not messy for real. <laughs> okay, you got check them freaks. That's me. <laughs> Pause. Ain't, ain't no way you getting everything standing up, bro. I don't, I don't see how. I mean, we're not trying to get too crazy. Right, right, right. right, right. So, wait, John, you reach like up and under? (laughs) It's just a slight move up. Oh, you you go around the side. It's a slight move up, and then you, you know what I'm saying, handle your business? I thought you might have just been going straight to the middle. Oh, no, that's a little crazy. That's a little crazy. We're going to save that one for you. But, uh, (laughs) yeah, nah. I I just don't understand how you could stand up. Because it's, I feel like, if I'm leaning over again, now I'm balancing and it feels like I, I don't really know where the whole area is. Cause it's like kind of out of sight, out of mind. If you don't know where you asshole at, we got <laughs> we to figure some more shit out, man. Yeah, I didn't even know this was a, a debate. I thought everybody stood up and wiped their ass. Oh no, it's a big yeah, debate. I, I I was shocked yeah. too. I was in the minority of standing up, and everybody was playing me like you dirty Dang bitch. And I'm like, <laughs> I, 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 I tried to sit down a couple times and it was just, it ain't feel yeah, right. It makes no sense. It ain't feel right. That's tough. Because <laughs> I'm I, at the debate we were having, people were just like straight. They pull the toilet paper and just like ball it and and go oh, ham. Nah, they doing a little too much. It, I, I fold it a little bit if I ball it, but if I'm in a hurry, bro, I don't care if the square perfect. I feel that. I feel that. Because yeah. I'm I'm efficient, right? I can pull about that? four out. And get about three different wipes out of the one pull. Oh, now you bugging. <laughs> you bugging. Yeah, you can't freak it. Yeah, yeah, you bugging. You only get one wipe out of a pole. You only get one wipe out of a pole. He said he's getting four wipes. You going you back at one. it. <laughs> <laughs> you going back at it with the shit. You doing shit on so shit. You, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you bugging, man. You bugging. Turning it over, refolding. You must be using construction <laughs> that paper. That's some nasty shit. <laughs> <laughs> I can pull about six squares off and be done off a of nah, six. 
Nah, I think, I think that's crazy. That's actually crazy. But here's here's the thing, because eating since I've been vegan, I will wipe I'm, a good wipe, and it's nothing every single time. Just it's that's, a I'm, it's too much. Too Great. much. I'm telling too you. Much. Too much. Now that's even weirder. Yeah. Why? How is that yeah. possible? You ain't shitting. We just got. <laughs> we now think it's normal to just you take a shit and just just blown out all over your ass. Like that's I mean, not normal. I'm not saying that it gotta be crazy, but it should be something like. I don't, nothing, I don't, man. I don't, I don't just know. For what's going on here. Just for security. <laughs> just for security. Just for security. Honestly, fuck. I'm just surprised <laughs> you're not you're not using cloth cloth toilet paper yet. Oh man. I would get a bidet. I have never I'm tried one. Yeah, I'm not mad at a bidet. I would feel a little violated. Speaking of bidets, yeah, did you see that guy got raised? <laughs> <laughs> Bro. 50th episode, we get canceled. Ain't that some real shit? I'm be about to say something wild. <laughs> yeah, canceled on the 50th. <laughs> He's about to reference the pre-pod jokes again. Because he said peeing on the butthole and he, and he and he just went crazy with it. No, nah, I was gonna say, like speaking of the bidet, but I don't yeah, let's let's do something else. No, because it's not funny. No, it's not funny. And uh fellas, stop balling your toilet paper up. Let's grow up. <laughs> But if you yeah, if you stand, do stand keep up you some wet wipes, wipes. <laughs> if you do keep you some wet wipes. Nah, I did. I, I never thought about it that way when I was in college. It was like you stand up, and I was like, yeah. And they was like, aren't you tall as shit? And I was like, yeah, kind of like. So it was like, can you see over like the jawline <laughs> <laughs> and the shit? I'm like, yeah, hey, that's crazy. <laughs> like, I never so, thought about okay, it. Okay, hold on. So John, let me ask you this: uh-huh. You ain't never been in a stall that's mad tight. I don't shit in stalls. I shit okay, in my fair enough. I can, I can respect that. I can respect yeah, that. Yeah, I don't, yeah. shit, I don't, I don't shit, shit in like what, like, what if you have to? Like, you're in a dorm, it's the only yeah. community. Hypothetically, I, you in I'm a stall probably... that's dumb tight. How are you going to not stand up? You've been to football camps and shit, bro. They don't all have personal bathrooms. And I'm not shitting there. I'm not <laughs> shitting just, nowhere I'm just... not sitting down. So you've never shit, like, in a public restroom? or? I have, but that's like... That's like you... You layer your shit up like oh yeah, you nested. Oh yeah, gotta nest it. But I, I ain't mean, never been in no tight joint, so I don't got the ex- the wide range of experience oh, on these public bathrooms. I didn't been in some comfortable spaces, <laughs> so I got time. To That's a rose yeah, bar. My thing. I yeah. might get some soap from the sink, wipe the shit, then layer it with toilet paper. Oh, yeah, you I go all the way in. Like hey, you could you could that. easily hit the handicap stall and then fake oh. an injury if somebody walks in. I will use the handicap stall. Ten yeah, times out of ten. Injury, maybe I'm too self-aware, dog. I started hey, limping the, out of there the and shit. The handicap stall ain't handicap only. Dude, he said you come out limping if somebody <laughs> I'm too hey. self-aware, dog. You come out limping until like fucking one the most this month. Whoever coming in after you don't give a fuck about what you're doing. They're trying to shit just like you. Start acting like I got a peg leg and shit. Just come out. Mentally handicapped. That's tough. That's not cool, Fox. Yo. Yo. 
That's not cool, man. <laughs> I'm in the handicap joint standing with a limp. Standing straight up with a limp. <laughs> you gonna tell me to fake a mental handicap? What the fuck is wrong with you? He's <laughs> making noises and shit. That's wild. Oh, shit. <laughs> Y'all ain't right. Nah, that's crazy. Yeah, you think guys should get time off work when they have babies too? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I see that debate going pretty hard right now because Pete Pete Buddha Judge, I guess, is taking a a, a break because him and his husband adopted a baby or some shit. Maybe they had a surrogate. I don't know. You know anything about that? No. No, I don't. But I do think. I mean, it's not. Equally as important, but it's almost just as important for the dad to bond with the kid. You took time off when you had a kid? Two weeks. I had to save up time. I don't get time. Damn. Yeah, my company just switched to where we get six weeks off. Dope. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm about to see the bitch now. Get that vacay. No? Just me? All right. We've got our quote. (laughs) Carry on, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> no, I think I think you should definitely get the time off. Women are just now getting the time off shit. Which is crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. You flock, what what's the joint you said earlier with the uh the first kiss, first what's it, or no, you said something earlier I was interested in. About taking the pill or the first kiss? both of them now i think about it so if um the way i first heard it was with a married couple right this is we were having this conversation the other day uh but i guess it could be applied to like your best friend also so just exchange best friend for when i say married couple if uh there was a pill that you and your uh, wife or best friend could take and once you took it you no longer knew each other but you are put back together in the same room now. Would you guys like each other if you were, you know, dating? Would you guys become friends again if you were just friends? Do you think if you met today, you would still feel the same way about them as you did when you first met them? Would you still be friends? Yeah. That would yeah, help. So. I mean, what's the room? <laughs> like if you got put in a like you met in a bar or something like that. Like. Yeah, I don't know, bro. I think that's kind of more of a marriage question. That's for a friendship so. question. Like you don't have that much attachment on your friendship type shit. Like if you start if you start to grow apart from a motherfucker, you start to grow apart from a motherfucker. Like it's not that hard to stop fucking with somebody. <clears throat> so that's a good point. The way it was put to me was like uh, a lot of us meet in school, and so we had like forced arrangements, kind of where you were in class together, dorm together, high school together. What would if you guys saw each other now? You know what would uh, what would draw you together what you say what was your answer to m is she the one who asked you the question well we were having this conversation (laughs) as couples so what you say you know what i said (laughs) but what did you think most of the guys in the group including myself were like we would be surprised if our wives still would be attracted or you know want to date like it was originally why why yeah 
Um, I think, well, one th factor was uh, that it felt like most of the women in the group had aged more gracefully than the men. Oh, and sure. we had most of the guys had like kind of fallen off. This was like guys consensus. Um, because a lot of people met like partying or hanging out like in a easy, fun environment. You, think, you said like all your friend guys, like all you guys are just saying that you fell off. I mean, I work out way less, and you, you think you fell off? You'd be looking at yourself like, "Yo, I'm, I'm trash. I'm washed up." <laughs> well, I think I've got like mad gray, um, but no, I don't. I don't look at myself like that. I just think that, you know, age. You, we're thirty now, actually, and this was actually another weird point that someone made. I'm really thirty-one because when you have a birthday, it's the end of your thirtieth year, which kind of fucked my head up for a second. Mm. Yeah, and then if you think about the nine months in the belly, you're really like 33, dog. Right, Tony, you see what I'm saying? Like you, if your 30th birthday, it means that you've finished your 30th year. Yeah, I ain't never thought of that like that. I thought the general consensus was that guys age better than girls. I don't know. That's what white I... girls be saying. They say what? Really? Yeah, like we get more distinguished and then they just get washed. That's what I always heard in like white culture. Like the guys age better than girls. That's what I always heard. I don't know if it's true or not. Because black girls, they age well until like 45, 46. Shit, some of them age just fine well into their 50s and 60s. That's what I'm saying. Like it, they look great until they don't. And then all of a sudden they just transform, transform into like an aunt. But like they be looking <laughs> great forever. That shit's crazy. So it's hard. It's hard. It's hard dating out of Saudi Arabia in that aspect. But I always thought like that they the consensus was that guys age well. That's crazy that you just had a friend group and like all the dudes are just in here like, yeah, yeah I don't think our wives would want to fuck with us because we trash now. Like, didn't we? <laughs> we're only we only thirty, bro. Fuck, like, like Jesus. Most of y'all around the same age, fuck. Um, well, I'm the youngest by far, by like, well, not by far, but by five years. Okay, so maybe shit. So you maybe was thirty five? You might be thinking different. Yeah, yeah was you maybe. trying to make them feel better? Like, yeah, yeah man, I am trash. I, <laughs> I didn't say I was trash. I was just kind of like observing, listening. Because I don't think that I would just be like, yeah, y'all suck. <laughs> I, feel good. I feel like that would be a wild thought process, though. Like, yeah, at this point, I'm not attractive enough for my wife. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, yeah I, I just thought I thought it was interesting, too. Because, I mean, at that point, I don't know how long these people have been married, but I mean, I'm sure y'all, you and M, still physically attracted to each other, but that shit's probably deeper than that at this point. So even if you fell off, I mean, you would think you still got some shit to hold on to. I want my wife to look at me and be like, "Damn, y'all want to fuck him, dog? He's like a mad handsome <laughs> guy." Like, these I guys just you. think like it's all emotional at that point. Like they they oh if they just doing it for the routine. Like I, I would. So it sounds like you got a self conscious group of friends over there. I mean, I'm taking it out of a larger perspective, right? Yeah. So I'm just giving a snapshot, but yeah, I think that's definitely a factor. Maybe as guys get older or that group of guys, they felt a little more subconscious. And I think, I don't know, I, I guess first dates or first time you meet something looks is really important because that's kind of your first gut, your first judge. I can see that if they feel like they fell off, then you can't blame them. Because that is a first impression. You are looking at that. I don't care what nobody say. Yeah, that's a fact. Like, you definitely want to observe whether somebody look good or not. That's a fact. Yeah, I just had a bitch call me old the other day. I think I called John about it, but I don't think he answered. <laughs> I'm minding my business. It's a beautiful Saturday. I'm about to go to my godson's birthday. I'm like, yeah, I got some time to kill. Let me go get some cardio in on the gym and shit. 
I walk into the gym and shit, front desk, see a joint I used to knock down. I'm like, oh shit, that's crazy. I'm like, yeah, what's up? Yo, how you doing? Blah, blah. We start chatting and shit. She's like, dude, you look different. I'm like, yeah. She was like, yeah, you look, you look older and shit. Like, you got grays now. I'm like, damn, bitch, I came in here to work on myself. confidence, dog. Not getting stepped on. That's Jesus Christ. Yeah, Jonathan, wait till I call you after. But yeah, you want to tell me, yeah, like your grades popping out. You you look different, blah, blah. Bro, the bitch bullied me so bad. She hit me uh, like an hour later on Facebook Messenger and was like, yeah, I hope I didn't say anything. Like, too mean. I still think you look good. in the response. Huh? So she must have felt what she said in your response. Oh, uh, you already know, bro. You you know how I am. I'm like, damn, bitch, I came in here thinking I was looking good. Like, the yeah, fuck, yo? Like, nice self esteem boost, though. And then she kept talking. I'm like, well, I'm going to go fucking hit the treadmill now that I look like <laughs> fucking old, washed up white, dog. Right. Jesus Christ, yo. Yeah. You're receptionist. You're supposed, and to... shit. Yeah, you're supposed to make motherfuckers happy when they walk in here, dog. Just body shaming everybody. Yeah, I was in there. Well, pushing... you should be in here more. Yeah, yeah. I was sitting there pushing the shit out of the weights, dog. <laughs> Got a hernia now and shit. I was going crazy. I walked out. I kept my head down. I didn't even say bye. Is that the first thing she said to you when you walked in? Yeah, bro. She said I looked old. I'm like, what the fuck you mean I look old, dog? Damn, Jesus. Damn. Bitch, I ain't yeah. seen you since I was 22. I should look crazy, old. The fuck crazy you shit about? is she meant that because that was the first shit she said to you. It was her first reaction, bro. She was shocked. I'm like, damn, yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> You just like my picture from last month. What the fuck you mean? Like, should have been like you working at the gym. Yeah, guilt. No, I guilt tripped her in the messages though. I might get something out of it. So, oh wow, manipulation wasn't on the list. <laughs> what the fuck? You just job shamed her. It's even worse. <laughs> like, what the fuck's wrong with you, dog? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with working at the gym, <laughs> you bougie bitch? <laughs> God damn, G. <laughs> Motherfuckers get a career and don't know how to act. You're just a top trainer in the state and shit. <laughs> Crazy takes this five. Shout out to the yeah. 50th. <laughs> Gonna have to cut these out, dog. Yeah. Well, speaking of cutting jokes out, do you guys have any paralyzed friends? Um, I don't. Paralyzed in what way? Like physical, physically paralyzed. Like neck down or like wheelchair? Yeah, either. I know. I know a fella with one leg. Are you guys? Are you guys friends? Nice. Like we're cordial. And I was friends with a kid in high school that had uh, bad legs. We used to call him Legs. That was his nickname. He came up with it. We call him Crazy Legs. I fucked with him. Did, did any of you guys have a ramp at your house? Nah. That's why you don't have yeah. any paralyzed friends. I would just lift my friend up. I'm telling you, if you got a ramp, your address book would be full. Is that so? Yeah. Why is that? <laughs> Because they can't come over. All right. So, one, thing I, yo, yo. One, one thing I always wondered too, like if, if you're paralyzed from the waist down, we can cut that. Does your meat still work? Mm. Mm-hmm. Probably. I mean, it, it might depend on like the severity of the paralysis. You think you could just like pump that shit up for like for the activity of it? Remember, John, me and John were talking about that. We you got. I was talking that. about. <laughs> what I was talking about, dog. <laughs> on the pot. Two pots ago with the pump. 
where you you can like what was it again? You he was like dude was pumping his ball sack. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, but you, like, would you would you knock a lady down that was in a wheelchair? Yo, the question. Yo, no. I feel like the positions would be limited. I don't think I would. I think you're lying, honestly. I'm knocking that bitch down. If the right thing was in a wheelchair. All right. Did yeah, I did I on. did I meet her in a wheelchair or did I know her before she got in the wheelchair? It don't I matter, mean. bro. Brianna you roll up with the motherfucking wheelchair. Mm. Knocking her ass. I know we was dog. putting names to the game. Okay. Shit. Yeah. You just gotta pick Rihanna up out of the wheelchair. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm making yeah. that work. That's fine. I might I might even like that. She'd tell me what to do. Pick me up out of this chair. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm getting I'm getting hot. <laughs> I'm heating up. People in wheelchairs always get to go to the front of the line. I'm like, they already have a seat. I don't know why. All right, bro. All right, bro. All right, bro. All right. That is kind of crazy though, because it's like I, if I gotta stand up, like you make a good point. <laughs> you do make a good point. And I only say this because somebody that I I work with was like, and this is serious. It's kind of sad. He was laughing. Um, was like, you know, he's overweight, and he's he said that one time he got called up to the front of the line, um, and he was like why am I getting to go to the front? And he asked the person who was signing his book why he got brought up there. And the dude like was caught off guard. He didn't really want to say why, but he got up, he brought up there because he was overweight and he was obese. And so they didn't want to make him stand. Damn. Where was this at? It was at books. He went to a book signing, Mm. like to meet an author. What do Just you because think? Like, he was big, he got to go to the front. Yeah, that's why. So they got they got a little incentive then. I don't know, bro. If I, if I if I couldn't see my meat, I would be salty. Yeah. No. Nah, like, that's I, a little I, crazy. Because I, I be thinking like, if you get that big and like you look down, you, can and you see just yours. can't see it. <laughs> <laughs> Don't start with the dick jokes, bro. <laughs> I was too late with that one. You had already moved on, so Jesus. This came late, pause. Jesus yeah. Christ. Um I don't like I don't know if I want to take a small break or if I want to push through this, but it's like you're just it's hard to transition out of that, dude. You're just starting to make dick jokes. No, but and you I said you would be upset. I would be upset. But then you say you could see yours, like insinuating that you couldn't see yours now, like you got a little meat. Like that's funny. I love, I love little meat jokes. But today we got John and Tony, so we kind of like even ground. So we can't just outweigh. We can't just outweigh John with the laughs at that shit. So we got to kind of play it, play it square today, bro. <laughs> now I want to talk about how that guy got raped, but I like I don't know. Like it's never an appropriate time to bring it up. I mean, we here now, so uh, yeah. so dude for the Blackhawks. 2010 season, dude from the Blackhawks, he got raped. Uh, hockey player, like prospect. Uh, the Blackhawks, he's part of the team. He got raped by the video coach, right? So the video coach apparently approached him, approached him with a bat, and, and more or less said like, "Yo, you're gonna do this, or like you're gonna be off the team." And he basically said like, "Yo, I'm gonna gun you, and then I'm gonna beat off on your back." And the guy like let him have his way because he didn't want to lose his job and get beat with a bat. And uh, I guess like the dude reported it to the higher ups. 
and the team covered it up, and now it's just coming out 10 years later. Ain't no job that important in the world. I'm glad you said that because my next question was going to be like, yo, isn't that nuts? And have you guys ever loved a job that much to get raped for it? I don't, I don't but I love feel like nothing. that's inappropriate. I don't love nothing that much. Hell no. Hell no. It's crazy because I was in my college group chat today and I'm like, yo, like, they were talking about having bats and shit. I'm like, bro, they could have an AK and like, I'm not getting raped. And they were like, you're a fucking homophobe. Like, that's crazy. You could just do that. I'm like, bro, like, I'm not living with that fucking trauma of getting raped, dog. Right. Like, Call I'm not, me I'm what not you doing want. it. Call yeah, me like, what I, you want. I'd rather get killed. Because yeah. what's the now? And they was like, oh, so you'd rather get killed than let a guy suck your dick? I, I guess, bro. I don't like, I don't what know what the fuck, fuck you want. I don't like, I don't know what you want me to say to this. Dog. They do realize girls do that too, though. Like, they like, nah, and they get killed. That's a that's a little crazy though, but yeah, even as a dude, like nah, hell no. What yeah. job is that important? Dude, does this that, guy go ahead. Does that make you homophobic if you don't want to have sex with a guy? I just yeah. thought they were downplaying like the significance of sexual assault. Like, all right, yeah. So like they were trying to say like it's like not that big a deal because the dude raped him by like forcing him to let him give him oral. I still think that'd be a really traumatic experience, dog. Be a really traumatic experience, and the dude fucking pulled out his meat and started beating off on him. Like that's a wild job, bro. Like that's some traumatic shit to live by. Like yeah, like you're losing all your dignity. Motherfuckers making you feel like a bitch, and you gotta live with that shit. And the dude's like a big ass hockey player, dog. That's gotta be a crazy like wild ego check, dog. Like you go around your whole life feeling like you got control and like you're fucking strong. You can beat people up and shit. And then this little video coach motherfucker just rapes you, dog. I just, I'm not. I'm. I've. Like shit, motherfucker. If that you was feel that, bad for him? do I feel bad for him? Fuck yeah, I feel bad for him, bro. Yeah, I feel bad for him. He got raped. Like people can get raped, and like the the situation for that shit would have been like, all right, what if he like refused and the dude did smack him with the bat? And what if he killed him with the bat or beat him to death with the bat? Like just because he's big doesn't mean he's tough. Like he probably wouldn't have, but like that's a risk to take. Or like to even be put in that situation to where it's like, yo, like I'm on a championship team. We're about to win the champ championship. And if I don't do this, I'm going to get blackballed out of the NHL, which I worked my whole life to get to. And, like, I got to throw my whole dream away. Like, that that motherfucker got raped regardless of how you paint it. But, like, I feel bad for him. I'm just not going like that. I just wouldn't go like that. My you thing crush is, my I, I got to call your bluff. If you're willing to assault Real me, shit. you willing to assault me because I don't want to let you get me hit? Nah. You got to swing, gonna swing on me. that motherfucker, dog. Got to. That's got to be the horniest coach in the world, too. That was, <laughs> <laughs> he was trying to suck some dick back. Hey, like, what? what hey, is, the, is he still in the league? Careful now. <laughs> 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 the, the coach? Or the is coach. He totally, I think that. No, nah, I think he's out now. I think. But, like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Basically, like, it got presented to the league, like, I guess a few years ago. And, like, they didn't really do shit about it. I think they fined him, like, $2 million or something like that, and they swept it under the rug, and then it came out public this week. That's and now crazy. they're all getting, like, hit with, like, pretty big shit. That's fucked up, though. That's crazy. That's some hockey shit. And the That's dude was on, on ESPN today talking about, like, him and his fucking girl been crying all week and shit. And, like, imagine how comfortable that shit is. Like, your girl's consoling you because you got raped. Like, that was just a wild dynamic to take. That's what I was telling my boys in the group chat. I'm like, dog, I guess, I guess I'm being a hardo by saying I'm not going with that shit, but I don't know if I'd be like I'd probably end up killing myself a few years down the line anyway if I let that shit happen. So I might as well go out with some dignity. Yeah, I just wonder like 
and how much threat of physical danger was he in? I mean, just a baseball bat seems like there's some information missing. He must have felt really, really scared for his life in order to. I mean, I would imagine. Nah, bro, I feel like he. I think he was more scared that he was going to lose his opportunity at his job. I think he was more scared about that shit. Like he was going to be out of the league, banned off the team. I mean, maybe. I don't know. I'm just playing devil's advocate here, I guess. I wonder if, like, his sexuality is different than, like, maybe ours is where that doesn't seem as bad. You know, like, so you're, I think ultimately it's something like he's weighing one out. Like, do I lose my job or do I have to do this? And I don't know, bro, situation like that. But I do know that motherfucker was crying on ESPN. And it looked like he went through some shit about it. So I, I, I feel like if he said he got raped, he got raped. No, he definitely did. I, I guess that's not what I mean. It just uh You saying he might have been a little gay anyway? No, I mean to be I, I just feel like there's some information missing in that situation because Yeah, it must have been pretty intense for him. That's all I Would I guess you like would I you got. like would you say the same shit though if it was like vice versa? It was like a girl in the office and a guy walked up with a bat and was like, Yo, you gotta let me eat you out and then I'm gonna jerk off on you. Would you still no, be that, like that's kind of exactly my point. Like he must have felt really threatened. Like it was seemed felt really intense for him at the moment. And I don't know if I can imagine myself feeling that scared or intimidated or it could have been like one of them bats with the nails in them too. Yeah, he had the ECW shit. He had some crazy <laughs> shit. Cause nah, bro. We ain't going like that. That's some Harvey Weinstein shit. Mm. Yeah, that's mm. That's really sick. Fuck that. Wow. That's tough. What else we got? Uh, did y'all see Dave Chappelle's response to the <laughs> trans community? I did. <laughs> John John said he had the ECW. <laughs> no bullshit. Yeah, I haven't even seen the Dave uh, special yet. I ain't watched it. My oh, boys good, told me. Yeah, my boys told me yet? don't even watch it. They they was huh? like, you ain't missing shit. I should watch what? it. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Okay, I'm gonna watch it. It was funny and everything. I thought Wait, was it. Yeah, my take my a five break. minute break and then pop back in here. Doing a five minute break. Yeah, five minute break. The questionnaire I sent y'all before the podcast. I know it was kind of long. Right, 230 questions. 232. 232. There you, there you go. Yeah, got to get exact on yeah. that. I think, it, Definitely I think it was long as fuck. <laughs> I think it was long as fuck, and I think you're full of shit by saying it takes 20 minutes to fill out. The fuck it? No, it doesn't. Yeah, that, that was cap, bro. That's yeah, how, long, yeah. how long did it take y'all? Uh, easy At 30. least 45. Yeah, it took me 30 because I put uh, an interview on and it was 30 minutes. <laughs> and I didn't hear a shit that happened in the interview when I looked up, it was over. I'm like, damn, that shit really took 30 minutes. I mean, that's fine. I can I can start telling people it takes 30. I usually do it in the office with people and they usually take about 20 minutes. But that's because they're not it, reading the questions. Do you time them? I mean, right. Um, so it's what what y'all did was the uh, young schema questionnaire, which is basically um, she sounds like a rapper. Yeah, YSQ. Young That's schema. what it's called, the YSQ, YMW Melly, whatever. Um, so it's formed by uh, out of what we call schema therapy, 
which is a branch of cognitive behavioral school of psychology. Cognitive behavioral therapy is just basically like saying that your thoughts are what drive your emotions. And so this is a deeper look into what those thoughts are and how your thoughts get created. Right. Does that make sense so far? Yeah. So I don't want to lose y'all on this one, but like uh, basically all of our thoughts are started due to certain beliefs that we have based off of things that we went through early on in life, or our thoughts are started based off of survival techniques. So things we need to think to keep ourselves safe and happy and doing well, right? All very things that we all do, right? We all have certain thoughts that we think we need to stay happy. Does that make sense? Yeah. Okay. So a few things that I want to touch on before we go into the um, before we go into the results is normally when I do the questionnaire, we spend a lot of time like breaking down what all the answers mean, because when, when we do it, like I gave it to y'all, it seems kind of extreme. Right. And then I send you like these lists of words that make it seem like, wow, I'm really unhealthy. If I have any of those, did y'all have that response? Like, wow, this shit's all kind of dramatic in a way. Do you break down that uh, questionnaire, like question by question? No. What we do is we take the list of words that I sent y'all afterwards. I want to um, break that shit down. Yeah. We kind of take that apart before in, in order to reduce some of the intensity and the um, shame around some of the uh, answers, because some of them don't feel good to be called. Like, you know, you see mistrust and abuse and you're automatically like, well, that sucks to be one of my answers. Right. So this questionnaire is designed to help people identify ways that they view themselves, ways that they view the world, and ways that they view other people. Right. And we all have these. Those are schemas. And we all have these schemas. They uh, a good example I like to use is if, um, you know, we wear sunglasses to protect our eyes from the sun. Right. And sometimes you have like different types of sunglasses that you'll put on to protect you based off of like what you're doing, right? Some, maybe if you're like skiing or snowboarding, you got like those real intense goggles. If you're just like at the beach, you might have some like lower level ones. Schemas are kind of the same where we put these glasses on the schemas are glasses to help protect us, to help keep us safe. So I can learn to expect that other people aren't going to meet uh, my expectations for them. So I'm not let down, right? That's a schema. I learned to not trust as much, or I learned to um, expect a minimal amount of emotional support. So I kind of keep mine hidden and I don't seem too excited. I don't seem too sad. I don't seem too loving. I'm just kind of mellow because I've learned that that's how other people um, are able to accept me when I'm that way. Right. Any questions so far? Any thoughts on that? Uh, sounds good, man. Okay. So we all have parts of ourselves that we want to be happy and be fulfilled. Right. We've all got that. And there are basic needs and desires that will lead us to be happier if they're met, if they are met. 
And so we learn to change certain things, certain needs that we have in very basic ways in order to get those needs met. Um, and oftentimes these changes don't happen uh, consciously, right? So a lot of these things that you guys may have answered, you may not be able to find things that you can notice in your life that have resulted in that because a lot of this stuff happens subconsciously. Our very strong and natural desire to avoid pain is always working. It's always there trying to take care of us, even though we're not intentionally doing it. And so we avoid facing painful feelings or situations um, if that leads us to grow. Uh, but sometimes what happens is we spend too much time avoiding painful situations or feelings and it starts to hinder us. Right. And that's where some of these schemas can come in and you, people got to work on them on therapy because they've been avoiding, been not trusting, been keeping their emotions underneath the surface. And it's starting to cause problems as opposed to leading to growth. All right. Is that making sense? Yeah. So the scheme is like a defense mechanism. The scheme is in a defense mechanism that starts out as a growth mechanism. Okay. Mm. Right. So you've got it can be sometimes it's helpful, which is why I like to break this down before going into the assessment, because when you read all that stuff, you're like every single one of these is negative. So this isn't even the assessment yet. Because I'm already feeling like it's about to be negative. (laughs) Right. That was part of my schema, though, right? That was part of your (laughs) schema, negativity or pessimism. Right. So a schema is where an event occurs and we interpret using sunglasses, right? Sunglasses are the schema. Um, That event based off of what we've been through or what we need to believe in order to survive and be happy. And that perception, what we're viewing through the glasses, that changes our thoughts and feelings. Right. Which then in turn changes our reactions and our responses to different situations that we find ourselves in. So some therapists will focus on, let's just change your reactions. Let's just change your thoughts. Let's just change your feelings. But you can't change your thoughts and feelings as long as the schemas or the sunglasses feel necessary to protect yourself from the danger. As long as there's that that thought or that idea that this is needed, the sunglasses are needed because the sun will harm my eyes, then I won't change my thoughts or feelings or behaviors. Thoughts or questions on that? I know I'm throwing out a lot of info kind of all at once. Now let's jump into the assessment. Okay. So you guys did the assessment. I scored it. And we all got uh, some very similar results. Everybody had one in common, which I thought was kind of interesting. Who won? Uh, (laughs) Who had the best job, bro? Who's the most healthy here? hard to say it wasn't me or you (laughs) (laughs) which was interesting because the two white fellows were the most unhealthy what do you know well it's because we're so privileged we got time to worry about a lot of unnecessary (laughs) shit (laughs) fuck man curse with blessings (laughs) so who wants do we want to go person by person and break them down or what uh yeah let's do it okay is there a different to... way to do it? No, not really. 
Who wants to go first? I'll volunteer. You volunteer? Yeah. So do you have yours in front of you? I'm going to read them. I'll read them out. Oh, yeah. You can read So, John, you scored high on – okay, so there's four categories, four groups that uh, your answer could be pushed into. There's the group of very high, high, medium, or low. All right. Low is like it's barely present. Medium is like sometimes it'll show up. High is like when you get stressed, this is what happens. And very high is usually where you're using this when you don't need to be using it. Okay. So like low and medium, we've all got those. Everybody has some just because shit happens in life. Um, high is like you've got a little bit stressed. This is going to come out. Um, and then you got very high. So John didn't have any very high. Okay. Right. That boy don't be stressing, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fucked which, up, man. Which is actually interesting with um, you being the only one to uh, put very high or to put high on emotional inhibition. Break that down for the people because when I read it, I was like, huh? So emotional inhibition let's go to it emotional inhibition all right the excessive inhibition of spontaneous action feeling or communication usually to avoid disapproval by others feelings of shame or losing control of one's impulses so some examples or common areas of this are inhibition of anger or aggression inhibition of positive impulse Pulses like joy, affection, sexual excitement, and play. Difficulty express, expressing vulnerability or communicating freely about one's feelings or needs. And excessive emphasis on being rational. Okay. What's the layman's terms in that? Um, basically, you kind of keep it like this. Hmm. So he's just real, like, cool, level-headed, mellow, no reaction to anything. Yeah, and, and I mean, they emphasize whether that's like with anger, not expressing it when maybe it needs to be expressed or not getting as excited as one might feel, not communicating as much, which I know is one that you've touched on a little bit. Yeah, definitely, definitely true. Um, expressing vulnerability about or one's feelings and needs. Also true. Right. And then the other one that I felt and I could be projecting into this was and the emphasis on rationality, because sometimes I feel like your answer is usually like pretty rational where me and Dill might have like the more emotional response on the pod. <laughs> yeah, I just know you can't put emotions into everything, but I, I mean, I, I feel like it'd be rational, extremely rational, I guess. OK. Yeah. So there's like this idea that sometimes people who score high on emotional inhibition won't say when they did relate to something on the questionnaire because they kind of keep their stuff level and underneath the surface. Mm, I mean, well, with this one, I did. Well, all the things that you gave us as your as our homework, I guess I have answered truthfully. But I mean, I. If that's the answer, then, I mean, I can't really, I can't, I'm not really going to debate the answer, you know? Sure, sure. You also, what else did you score high on? Um, you scored high on, 
Just just for the people though, like this was one of like the saddest questionnaires I've ever read in my life. So depressing. And I was so, just so like fucking sad, gracious because Jesus I know that there's some people that probably have fives on mm. or sixes on some of those, and it's just like if that's really a genuine answer that you could give a five or a six on some of them, it's kind of fucked up that you yeah. really got to live with that shit. That's, that's how I was reading them. Like, was nuts, this is dog. fucked my, up. Like, this is my parents will never love me. Crazy. Mark a five on that. Yeah, I could never expose myself for the true me or people wouldn't accept me. I feel like I'm undeserving of love. Jesus Christ, bro. I like. I almost killed oh, myself today sad. doing the fucking questionnaire, dog. It made me so sad, dog. Jesus Christ, dog. I wasn't depressed until I started that shit. Dex, so John, I'll it to you, buddy. You uh, also scored high on self-sacrifice, unrelenting standards, and mistrust and abuse. Oh, that's the one I was just like, huh? Because I am on the mistrust shit, but the abuse part, I was like, I don't, I don't see how that intertwines with each other. Mistrust and abuse is the expectation that if others hurt or humiliate or cheat or lie or take advantage, that it's more likely to be intentional or the result of some negligence on their part. Mm -hmm. uh, it may include the sense that one ends up getting uh, the short end of the stick. Mm -hmm. So abuse, like the definition of abuse, in includes the person being harmful intentionally. That's what separates it from mistreatment. Like abuse is, I meant to do that. Mistreated or negligence is like, I didn't mean to. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I mean, I ain't. I can't. I, I really can't debate any of them because it feel like it's me. But after you explained it, when I first initially read it, I'm like, what the fuck? This ain't me. But <laughs> when I hear a, a therapist explain it, it makes more sense. Okay. How do you? So how does it get graded, Buck? Is it like certain questions or certain sections of it? If you score the highest and you like get like that, that personality trait. So you put, you're putting these numbers, right. And basically the num each number above three and above counts as how to describe it. So if you put a three on something, you get three points right there. If you get put a four on something, you get four points right there. Okay. And you, and and you add all those up for that section. And then there is a total number of um, points that you could get for each section and you divide the smaller number by the larger number. Um, and then you have a scale where each, each um, criteria like emotional deprivation, mistrust and abuse have a range for low, medium, high and very high. And so you take your number and you see like which one of the four categories that you're in. Um, but sometimes based off of how you got how people are um, answering, you've got to like skew the number. Like if there's all ones, then you can kind of just like write that off. But there's all sixes, then, you know, there might be like some over reporting. You just got to look out for inconsistencies because sometimes the questions can be like kind of uh, eliciting responses that you don't really mean. If that makes sense. Because no, questionnaires sense. aren't perfect. <clears throat> that makes sense. So, yeah, and then, like, those are your, those are your main four. Um, Self-sacrifice and unrelenting standards. Do, do those feel relevant? Uh, the unrelenting standards, what, what, did, what did you mean? What did that one mean? 
the belief that one must strive to meet very high internalized standards of behavior and performance to avoid criticism. Uh, sometimes this will result in feelings of pressure or difficulty slowing down. Um, unrelenting standards can present as perfectionism, um, paying attention to detail, uh, an underestimate of how good one's own performance is relative to the norm, rigid rules and shoulds in many areas of life, uh, preoccupation with time and efficiency so that more can be accomplished. Yeah, I would agree with it. The only part I don't really agree with is like when it would ask, are you doing this because somebody else wants you to do it? And it's like, nah, I'm just doing this shit. Like when it was like, when you do something, are you trying your best to do it for somebody else's approval? And it's like, you want to say, yeah, but I'm not doing it for their approval. I'm just doing it the best because I want to be the best at it type shit. Okay. Instead of because somebody else is looking at me in a way, I guess. Okay. So back to the explanation I was given before. Learning to having learning to have high standards, right? I'd imagine you learned somewhere in life that that worked better. You did better in school when you held yourself accountable or like you did better at work or sports. Honestly, I think it all come from like a lot of my shit come from sports. Like when you do something, you want to be the best at it. So you just put that into everything you're doing and shit. I think you just carry it over from sports. Honestly, for me, I don't know how other people feel. I know we probably all play sports here. I don't think any of us went out there just to be out there and shit. Like, you want to be the best at what you're doing. So, I think, if not, can we all relate to that, I guess? Yeah, I think. I want to be the second best person out there. Every single one of us said that we had unrelenting standards or hypercriticalness. All right, here we go. I value men. I guess, like I, I don't necessarily feel like everybody feels like they have to be the best at everything, though. I'm not saying they have to be the, but like, do your best. I should say, like, you want to be doing your best. You might not be the best, but you should be giving your best effort. If yeah, but not, when you give your best effort, do you feel like you could be the best at something? Though. I mean, if I'm doing my best effort at basketball, I know I'm not gonna be Michael Jordan, but it's my best effort, though. Yeah, yeah, but like correct. if you're in a situation with like four guys, you feel like your best to probably get like the, the the best out of everybody else. I mean, it depends on what I'm doing. I know I'm not the best at everything, but the things that I feel like I'm the best at, yeah. Like I'm not about yeah. to I'm not about to go into a sales meeting and think I'm about to outsell you on some shit that you've been doing for five plus years, and I've but never you probably had could to be in like, yeah, room. like give me five months, and I'll probably be the best. Yeah, after uh, after experience, but I don't have any, nah, so I'm I wouldn't go into it feeling like I'm the best. But I'm gonna try my best. There's very few things like I go into and I'll be like, "Yeah, I don't think I could be the best at," or like try to be the best at. Right, I feel like, like yeah, I don't like I don't think I never be a man thing, honestly too. Yeah, Shit. I don't think I ever went into a situation like yeah, like if I try my hardest, I might be third best. Like, oh, that's kind of corny. What's the point <laughs> of even doing it then? Man, nobody. Yeah, like, I fuck, I want to do this for if, I'm, if I think I'm going to be the fourth best. No, thanks. John, question. Do you know how thinking that others may be doing something that you don't like intentionally could help you? Uh, Y'all get that question? No. Nah. It's just me. All right. So, like, these are all coping skills that we've at one point felt helped us. We uh -huh. needed them to survive or to do well. 
um, to defend us against having negative situations or, or having negative experiences or feelings. Mm-hmm. So in this questionnaire is not perfect, right? It might not be right, but let's just, we're going with it is for the sake of the pod. Mm-hmm. Do you know if there's any um, times when you've thought to yourself, maybe unco- subconsciously, I need to keep my eye on this person or I need to like kind of keep in mind that they may be like acting this way intentionally. Like, Oh yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you, that goes from just, I'm a, I'm an observing person. So like if I see somebody treating somebody else a certain way, I'm not going to be naive and think, nah, they wouldn't do that to me. So I'm going to observe what you doing with them and have to carry it that way with you. Like, nah, I see how you treat them. So I got to watch how you treat me. Okay. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I and I was just thinking back to the sports piece. I, I mean, even playing basketball, I never played football, but you're always looking out for the person stealing the ball. Like they're potentially trying to take something from you. That yeah, just yeah. little examples like that. Do you know if there's ever been times when you've thought, "Hey, uh, I don't really know if I should trust," and you ended up maybe you should have ended up should should have trust somebody. Yeah, or it would have been okay. Off the top of my head, I can't think of nothing. I'm pretty sure if I thought hard enough, I could. But, I mean, yeah, probably. But you live and you learn, I guess. Sure. Okay. Should we go to the next one? Yeah. Next. Okay. Who wants to go next? Tony. Tony? <laughs> Volunteers. <laughs> he was dying to go, bro. I could see it in his face. Yeah, that's Tony. Um, <laughs> Just so, dying to jump into some emotional shit. <laughs> <laughs> so Tony also scored high on mistrust and abuse, which, you know, I would be interested to see if, like, there's a coincidence there. Did Dylan use mistrust abuse? Well, I mean, discrimination, right? If you've experienced, like, hey, I, you know, people are, we, we were just talking about that for Dave Chappelle, right? Like, hey, mm-hmm. I don't know. That could be me projecting again. Uh, so, mistrust, abuse, self sacrifice, unrelenting standards. Like, Jesus. <laughs> and those are your high three. Mm-hmm. Those feel relevant? Yeah, I mean, them some of the same ones that John just had, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think the main one different was uh, the self-sacrifice. Okay. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they're laughing at. Yeah, Danny, uh, what game you watching, bro? <laughs> oh, I got the. I'm just looking at the halftime. No, 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 no. So I got the game on, but I got these notes and shit up here too. I feel like I'm in class, bro. I'm trying to study. I got all my shit. He sent me everything. I got all my work right here. I read the definitions and shit. Uh, no, nah, when you was talking about the mistrust and abuse shit, and you just kind of hinted at it, and I don't, I can't speak for John here, but I know a lot of these questions. Some of these questions was tough to answer, right? Because some of them I kind of answered from more of like a societal perspective. Um, some of them were very situational, and some of them were just like solely related to myself. So when it comes to like. Uh, thinking people might manipulate or take advantage. I think it's a lot of that out there. A lot of that out there. And I'm super cognitive of that. I mean, you you watch the news and you picking up on shit like that, right? So 
I'm one that's typically pretty observant. Um, but like I, I've seen how people have treated me well and fucked somebody else over, right? And I've been on the opposite end of that. So I'm not I'm not too naive to think that that shit's just not happening everywhere every day. So that don't surprise me that I scored high on that. Um, but I mean, yeah. What's your what's your breakdown? What's your give me the give me the same love you showed John? What you got? Uh, so self-sacrifice was excessive focus on voluntarily meeting the needs of others in daily situations at the expense of one's own gratification. Most common reasons are to prevent causing pain to others, to avoid guilt from feeling selfish, or to maintain the connection with others perceived as needy, which I want to pinpoint that other often results from an acute sensitivity to the pain of others, sometimes leads to a sense that one's own needs are not being adequately met, and to resentment of those who are taken care of. Um, sometimes overlaps with codependency. And so I, I had something that popped into my mind as soon as I read that when you first, uh, when I was scoring it, I thought, it, and we can cut this out if you don't want to go there, but I thought of your dad and baseball and how you had touched on like him wanting that for you mm. and how that burned you out. Yeah. So where are you, where are you going with it? Like what are you asking me? Is there any question there? Uh, I think I, I, my mind never went to that situation specifically. Um, but I mean, I feel like I've, and then maybe I'm, I'm misinterpreting what this self-sacrifice shit is talking about, but, um, I don't know. I feel like I find myself in positions where, whether it's with family, whether it's friends, where, where you just find yourself doing more for other people than you're doing for yourself at times. Right. Um, whether it's intentional or not, you just kind of find yourself in them situations like rent. People will come up to me and tell me their problems and shit. I don't be I don't be caring, nor do I be seeking it out. But I, I t tend to be one of those people that people do that shit with. So I feel like just situationally, you find yourself in spots like that. But the example that you gave could could be a factor. How do you respond when people are uh, are telling you their problems? I mean, I listen. <laughs> I listened okay. and I might jump on the phone with my boy after like the fuck they come tell me this shit for. But in the moment, I mean, I listen. And okay. if they ask my advice, I tell them whatever it is that I'm feeling about the situation at the moment. But um, just a little bit of sacrifice there, right? Like you, you give your time and your energy and your focus when yeah. you don't want to because other people seem like they need it. Yeah. But I think a lot of that, too, is just the nature of the job that I do. Like we in a customer service industry, bro. So. I mean, I work on a college campus, so a lot of our, a lot of the time, I got to stop what I'm doing to meet the needs of other people. That's just what the job calls for. Mm. Um, and so, you know, it, I, I find myself in situ more situations like that than I don't. You've seen uh, that with your family. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we just kind of had some uh, some family shit going on this past weekend where I had to be that person for for portions of the weekend, right? Um, what do you get out of that? Uh, Being that person. In terms of like, what am I looking for? Like when I go back and reflect, what do I get out of it? Like what might be, so if these are coping mechanisms, right? Safe places where there's some safety. You're the person that's mitigating, right? Or maybe keeping the peace 
you know, I'm curious, like, okay, what's the benefit for you and and being in that role? Why not move into saying, you know, fuck y'all, I'm out of this. Like y'all can handle this yourself. Like why, why go there? Um, I don't know. I think I have a pretty positive perspective on life, um, most situations. So I think that's the benefit, right? Being able to provide a little bit of positivity for, for perceived negative situations. Um, I think that's my thought in the moment. Now, after the fact, I'm like, I didn't get shit out of that. Like, emotionally, I'm tired. I'm drained. You know what I mean? Um, and and sometimes that can affect your day-to-day, right? Having to help other people can throw you off of your own routine. Maybe you ain't getting your workout in. Maybe you you eating fast food now when you was planning on coming home, cooking a good meal because you tending to other people's needs type. So I think in the moment, you get a, a, a nice sense of, well, it's cool that they trusted me with this. You know what I mean? Okay. Um, that's nice to know that I kind of give off that vibe or that aura that people feel comfortable. Okay. Um, but at the same time, that shit can be draining. And I, I think that I don't know if this got nothing to do with these questions or nothing like that, but I think a lot of times that's why I don't portray my issues and problems on other people because I know how that shit feels. Okay. Because a lot of times, whatever I got going on, I got a couple of people in my little network that you might you might chop it up with, but I'm not laying it on super thick because I know what that shit feels like when you got to carry your problems and somebody else's. You said it's like exhausting, like you're you can be drained at the end. Yeah, bro. Just mentally, physically drained. OK, so a positive is coming out of is like you're trusted in like people come to you. That feels good. That's like a. You know where you stand with them. They they have some appreciation for you. Mm. All right. Yeah. And I'm trying to think if there was any of the media. Like the rest of yours were mediums. You and John both had a lot of mediums. Does that say anything about us that there's so many mediums or is it just whatever? Um, the, the part that I saw that could have been for you, John, was that sometimes underreporting, like saying, you know, you kind of generally smooth things over, which is a coping skill. And, and it sounds like from as much as I've got to know you, a, a coping skill that's helpful. It lets you not get stressed out. And right. if that doesn't ever turn into any avoidance of issues or like cause relationship problems or mean that you don't try as hard at work, then it's perfectly fine. Oh, shit. But if you were like being Mr. Too Cool for school and not telling your girl you love her, like, yeah, or like or whatever. Yeah, that's some bullshit. <laughs> but you said you're you're one for like affection. You go for that. So yeah, you show that. it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know for Tony. I didn't I didn't see anything. I mean, it's it's not like an all revealing test. You know, it's. <laughs> I think it's pretty insightful. We can learn from it. Um, you want to go? You want me to go, Dill? Dude, tell me how fucked up I am. Let's hear it. <laughs> really drill into it. <laughs> Make me cry. All right. So, <laughs> Dill and I were the only ones to score very high in any sections. Um, we shared. Go for the kill, dog. We shared the sections. And actually, I scored very high in three and you in two. Maybe I was just being more open. Um, so, so... <laughs> more open than John and Tone? <laughs> 
don't yeah. know to tell y'all. I tried hard. No, yeah, I, I did too. Yeah, but I really I'm just did. fucking with y'all. Yeah, you guys weren't honest, but yeah, go ahead. That's, that's a good spin for me and Dill to play, right? We're just they weren't fucking honest, dog. What do you want me to say? That's y'all? a that's a scheme of uh, flock. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It is. So Dill, you, you scored very high in self sacrifice and mm-hmm. in unrelenting standards, and you. You did not have any highs, though, which I thought was interesting. Um, no, you had one high. You had emotional deprivation and negativity pessimism. You had two. My bad. <laughs> Tried to set you up for success, but then I took you right back down. So those are ones that other people didn't have, the emotional deprivation and negativity pessimism. Should I read those? Uh, give me give me a, 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 a sum up from it, a layman's terms. What does it mean? Okay. Not therapy talk. Regular talk. All right. All right. Um, emotional deprivation, the idea that support emotionally from others won't be met, uh, which could be attention, affection, warmth, companionship. Um, it could be other people listening and seeming understanding. Um, it could be other people being strong while you were able to fall back and not be strong for a moment. Yeah, motherfuckers ain't shit. Max. <laughs> we get it. Yeah. Any, <laughs> any idea where those could come from? Yeah, it's real shit, bro. Motherfuckers ain't shit. You can't really depend on people or rely on people. You got to rely on yourself, bro. So I get that. Uh, it's a okay. fair fact. Okay. Does that ever show up uh, in like hurt relationships or nah, never, bro. parts of life? Never. <laughs> what what does it affect? Don't fucking deep dive on me, dog. You guys didn't even do that shit with Tony and John, dog. We're not about to take that shit on in day to day. Next. You gonna say oh next? We answer mad questions. <laughs> y'all ain't answer shit. Baka broke down to John a lot, and y'all was like barely answering shit. Like I'm not not doing this. Flock, we ain't answer. Now, Flock, what was the question? I was wondering, like. uh when that could come into play in your life and not be helpful, you know, uh, every day. Okay. How, where every day? What you Brett, like how you, the, the, like how you breaking it down makes it seem like, like I'm, um, uh, reluctant, reluctant to be dependent on other people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that shows up in like a day to day that shows up in your work environment, whether you're reluctant to like think that people are going to do their jobs. So you have to like overcomprehend or like overdo shit that like not necessarily your job to make sure it gets done. Um, friendships, relationships, like making sure everybody good, even when they might not need to be made sure they're good, like going over and yeah, I mean, that's just a lot. Okay. So Yeah. So I, you're kind of hitting on one of the side effects of that is you don't let people get close to you and like be there for you. And you've all often talked about relationships. I haven't and, uh, often talked about it, but yeah. I think you've probably talked about it the most on the pod. Well, that's not saying much, is it? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so the other one that was just high was negativity, pessimism. And like, as you're explaining, I'm like, okay, maybe those two could, uh, could fit together because oh, that includes, yeah, like a uh, many experiences of uh, disappointment or loss or unresolved problems, betrayal, uh, experiencing things going wrong, uh, 
resulting in not paying attention to what has gone right because that's what you see so much. Yeah, I think a big like part part of success is like anticipating the worst in a situation and trying to plan for it. But I think we've deep dived on that a, a couple times here. Yeah. But like if you think something's going to go wrong, like you try and set yourself up in case it doesn't. And then if it doesn't go wrong, like you're in a good spot regardless. So like if I think some fucked up shit's going to happen, I'm preparing for it. And then if it, the fucked up shit doesn't happen, well, now I'm like double ahead of what I would be anyway if I didn't prepare for it. So it's like not necessarily a bad thing. But like what it is a bad thing is like it, it might block you from taking certain risk or like enjoying like the contentness of like the day to day or like the week to week type shit. What what are your thoughts on that, Tony? What's that? On his response? Yeah. Uh I mean I get it to an extent. I, I agree. I mean, I think that's why, like for a sports reference, right? You practice certain shit, you practice certain skills so that you can get better at it if you know you're mm-hmm. weak at it type shit. So I get that to an extent, but at the same time, to Dill's point on what he kind of said on the latter part of that answer, if you focus in on that, uh, this shit might go wrong, you spending less time, in my opinion, on how to make whatever it is, whatever product that you're working on, making that the best that it could be. Because you you only got 100% of energy, right? If you spending 30 on the shit that can't go wrong, you can't give the shit that's going to go right 80. You can only give it 70, right? And so... Um, but I mean, I think shit is circumstantial too. I don't think that these responses are necessarily for how any of us would handle every single situation. Yeah. And that, that's not necessarily true. Cause like say it's basketball, right? Like Anthony Davis might have his hook shot all the way down packed. So he's practicing a thousand hook shots a week, but if he throws in 500 three pointers, he might not shoot a bunch of three pointers, but if he's open, he's going to wet them shits just in case he's open on the last second chance. So I guess not taking away from his thousand hook shots. But, he's just that, extra. but but if you look at Kareem, Kareem made that hook shot work. He ain't have, they ain't had no three-point line, fine, but Kareem, but if it was Kareem wouldn't seconds, have shot no that, threes, though. That's fine, though, bro. If it was two seconds left to go and they inbounded and nobody else was open, he'd be ready to knock that bitch down for the win, <laughs> You feel me? It probably wouldn't happen, but if he was open, knock but that But that's what I'm down. saying. It's, it's circumstantial, right? So even your example, the circumstance might call for AD to shoot that three. But consistently, yeah. he's going to be focused on that hook. I think I think rules of life is like, if a bad thing can happen, like it probably will happen. You feel me? I, but see, I agree with that to an extent. I agree see, with that. You scored high on that shit too, Loki. You just didn't know <laughs> if you honestly answered, you would have scored mad high on that shit too, dog. See, Flock, we really, we, we might fuck them, dog. We're getting honest answers out of them, dog. Tony was, uh... let's see. I was just joking, you know. You no, know, I know. I think I just want to check. Which one 24? was 24. Yeah, Tony was two points away from being high in the punitive. Mm-hmm. I know. He's pessimistic, too. Yeah, yep. I, I am, though, to an extent. I, I am one to believe that if some shit going to happen, it's going to happen. It's That's more what that. I'm saying, bro. Like, I, I don't necessarily think being pessimistic is a bad thing. Like, it's a bad thing. Like, if I come out the house and, like, I'm going to the bar and I'm like, or, like, if I come out the house and I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm not going to the party because the party going to get turned out. Or I'm not going to go hang out with my friends because so-and-so going to be in a bad mood or some shit. Like, and it stops me from doing some shit. Then like, all right, then it would be fucked up. But if it's just preparing me in case some shit happen, there's nothing wrong with being prepared. Well, see, I think my shit comes from if the shit going to happen, it's going to happen. But that's not stopping me from doing whatever it is that I need to do. Mm. But I yeah. do think I do think to your question, like, yeah, it's bad shit. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. It's going to hey. happen. 
so an interesting piece to this is when people have done these um, schema questionnaires and then been called to think the things that are related to their highest schemas and they've been uh, in like a brain scan or in a CAT scan, the part of the brain that's highlighted is the amygdala, right? And what we know about the amygdala is it's an unconscious or sub, has a subconscious function where we aren't controlling it. All right. So we don't have to do it. We don't have to make it happen. It just happens on its own. It's one of the most fast acting parts of our brain. Um, but the piece of it that has its downfall is it can't make fine distinctions. So you don't make it happen and it happens very quickly, but it can't tell a difference between situations that are similar. So that's why we mistake something when we should trust it, when we shouldn't, because it feels similar, but it really is different. But our brain, the amygdala is working and it's saying that's the same thing, <clears throat> which is why it's yeah. hard for us to like, make those split second decisions. So what, yeah, what like, type of, go ahead, dude. I was going to say, I like my results. I think them shits are spots on. And they all good, Johns. Cool. Uh, Flock, what, uh, for like people who have uh, careers and shit that they have to make split second decisions like that, like are they scanning these motherfuckers' brains and everything to see if they <laughs> are capable of, because I mean, you just said it, Right, that part of the brain can't can't determine whether or not this is a rational decision or not. So, like, are they are they doing like pretest on people that have certain careers to see if they'd be capable of handling certain situations like that? Yeah, I mean, they probably should do more, right? Like, especially for people who have a lot of risk in their job. You know, I know like athletes are said to have very functional amygdalas where mm. they can make the distinction because they're making that split second choice. Um, I've I've worked with people that are in like high up in the military that need or have like military grade clearance that basically need a sign off saying that they don't have schemas that are showing up um, kind of clouding their amygdala from helping them make choices because they're worried about them getting blackmailed for information um, or uh, conned in some way by a foreign agency. Maybe he couldn't tell. Can, can you train that part of the brain? The amygdala? Mm -hmm. That's a good question. Um, I don't know. I think the best thing I would say is you can work to like make sure these schemas are under control and you've you've worked to heal from whatever situation caused the schema that the amygdala might be making happen. But I don't know. That's a good that's a good question. So Flock, when you take these surveys, is it weird because you can break down that like as you're taking it, the answers? Like you already know, like what what it means. I like it. It's part of why I love my my job and what I do, and why it doesn't feel like a job. Mm. Um, so, do you ever think, like, why are you taking shit? Like, damn, I'm fucked up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, when I when I was taking it, my scores changed from the last time I did it, which I thought was interesting. So, how do you like tell yourself like you're not just answering that shit just to answer it a certain way? Yeah. Um, I try to go based off of what the instructions say of like your emotional response as opposed to what you think to be true. So I try to like check in with my body and see, okay, what, what's my gut say or what does my chest say as opposed to my mind? How do you turn the therapy shit off? How do I, well, it's helpful when somebody else is 
kind of doing the question asking instead of me self-analyzing because that's not, not, not that productive. All right, but say like you're arguing with your girl and she uh, says something and you know like what she's really bugging about, but it's something probably that she's like she's not really bugging about. Like, are you just like, yo, you're not even really mad about this. You're mad about this, this, this. <laughs> yeah. Like, can, can you do that? That happens in our um, our arguments where I think that I'm seeing what she's really upset about. And sometimes I'm wrong, sometimes I'm right, but that would make me so fucking mad. <laughs> oh my god, could you imagine coming home and be like, what the fuck, yo, you also not ashen? Yo, you're not even really upset about this. You upset about the Tuesday, John, with your pop. Like, what the fuck, yo? Oh my god, that would be awful. But how that's much the- of the time are you right though? Probably a lot. He's probably downplaying. He's probably right all the time, but he just can't say that on the pod because in case she listens, so she don't probably listen. Probably right 100. <laughs> He's right 100% of the time, dog. Yeah, I'm usually spot on, but but when it comes to me and things I've done, I'm usually wrong because sometimes what we're talking about turns into entitlement. You know, like I'm a therapist, so my idea on this mm. is right. Yeah, so how does it feel like when she's snapping on you and like you know that she's in the wrong, but you just got to take it? I don't know if I ever just take it. I think we have pretty, we have really productive arguments most of the time. Like, uh, I, and I'm also of the belief that it's never just that cut and dry. You know, she may have, or I may have done the original thing wrong, but then our response to the other person could have just like now i'm in the wrong fuck like because i just was an asshole back now i'm wrong too because i just escalated the situation it would be i just feel like it would be like i would feel like i'm getting like analyzed all the time if i was married to a therapist mm-hmm. i get like every single move would just be like over analyzed and then i would be self-conscious about that and then like i would probably just end up snapping like stop fucking analyzing me yeah i, I can just be mad about nothing today well, that, that might be where my um, my uh, subjugation and approval seeking come in because I don't – I try to not uh, upset people sometimes too much. That's going to be interesting as a parent too. Like your kid comes home from middle school like mad because she got her binder stolen. Or you're like, yeah, like what are you really mad about though? The binder that costs $5 or <laughs> – the test you failed on Tuesday, like <laughs> you like dog, or that you felt powerless and you couldn't yeah. defend yourself. Yeah. Just, just be my dad. <laughs> like, not today, dog. <laughs> All the therapists that I know, their kids are kind of wonky, so we'll see. Yeah, <laughs> wonky. That's a good John. All right, Jake, you want to break down your John or? Sure, sure. I um. I had very high on subjugation, self-sacrifice, unrelenting standards and approval seeking. Um, and I think I've, you guys have probably, uh, probably pinpointed the subjugation for me several times. Uh, the excessive surrendering of control to others because one feels coerced, usually to avoid anger, retaliation or abandonment. Um, so. Suppression of one's preferences, decisions, or desires. Suppression of emotional expression, especially anger, uh, which Tony made me learn after I broke too many tennis rackets. <laughs> Usually involves the perception that one's own desires, opinions, and feelings are not valid or important to others. 
which I think for me shows up all the time. Like when I say this, you know, what do you guys think about this? Instead of just saying, this is what I think and I want to do it. Like I, I do that all the time and it's almost impossible to catch it every time. Cause sometimes I want to be like, Oh no, I just do want to know what y'all think. Or am I being fucked up and just like not saying my need, you know, it's hard to make that distinction at times. Um, Generally leads to a buildup of anger, manifestation of maladaptive symptoms, beliefs that one is stupid, inept, or untalented. And I've talked about feeling like I didn't succeed educationally. Um, lower in status and less successful. And you guys have heard me say that a million times. I feel like I should have done more. Yeah. Do you feel like yours are accurate? I do. I feel like they're really accurate. Um, and it's interesting. They wouldn't have been accurate if I would have scored them the last time I did this, which was like four years ago mm. when I first did the training. And now that's what they are. So I'm like, hmm. They were always self-sacrifice and unrelenting standards, but subjugation and, and approval seeking. Last four years, man, Trump must have really fucked me up, I guess. <laughs> you said you wasn't high on the approval seeking before? No, I wasn't high on that or subjugation, the, you know, suppression of my desires. Well, is that something you look to find where it came from, or do you just deal with it? I think first gut is to, like, try to deal with it, where it came from. Um, I do, f I honestly feel like if I were to, and this is too much of an extreme, but my first thing is, like, if I were to, try to make everybody do what I want to do all the time, I would seem like a selfish asshole. And I feel like that's not a good way to be. But I know it doesn't have to be that extreme at the same time where you don't have to like always force your way. Um, yeah, I, I uh, guess. Go ahead. Even with this dynamic, do you feel like you do that? Like, okay, yeah. so you got something you want to do in the podcast and you, you won't send it to the, will you not send it to the chat for that reason? Yeah, I'll send I won't send the chat if I do. I probably sometimes I like over debated it. Um tried to refine it to where it makes sense instead of just saying it. How long did it take you to send this survey? This one? Um months. Yeah. 40, 49, 49 episodes. <laughs> yeah, that's where I was gonna say. 50, 49 episodes. <laughs> 49 episodes. <laughs> this motherfucker had this. This is why I wanted to start the podcast so I can tell Dylan that he doesn't let me express my desires. <laughs> like, how long do it take you to go through through this with a uh, with a client? Months. Yeah, this this would provide enough work for months because oh shit, okay. Um, we take it really slow and. I wouldn't go about it how I did with y'all at all. Like this, this way promotes me trying to pull answers from you guys. And I try to create an environment where they have this interest in doing it. And I just give them the, the information and they can come figure out with me what caused it. Because just that dynamic creates different answers. You know, if you, anytime you try and get an answer out of somebody that you don't get the, the full thing. Mm. So, like, when you give this to a client, do you have to, like, reinforce, like, I want you to be honest with these answers? Or, or is that, like, a negative to say? 
and they feel like, damn, you don't even think I'm being truthful when I'm in here. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right. Because I think that's the same thing that it sounds like I was saying when I was pointing out emotional inhibition for you, right? It's like this hint that, oh, you're not being truthful. You're hiding stuff. Mm -hmm. So I really do try to stay away from that. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. So what's the what's the outcome for people once they go through months of this? Like what what's the intended outcome for doing a assessment like this? The goal for me is usually to try to access the pain that caused this belief to be there. Right. So for a lot of us, it's our parents, it's our family of origin. And we're usually hosting that pain somewhere where we hold on to it because we think we need it to survive. Because we did originally. If I don't remember my anger, then I don't protect myself, you know. If I don't walk around school mean mugging everybody for the first semester of college, then I may, uh, you know, get taken advantage of or something. Hmm. I, I was said to mean mug people a lot. Same. Yeah. I felt like that was a, a great assessment that was a for deep our dive. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> it's always a good deep dive when it gets depressing. Back to the <laughs> basics. Make clock and make me depressed. Uh, random thoughts. Let's wrap it up. Okay. I got one. I'll go with my earlier thought. Uh, feeling beautiful isn't really a thing that men feel. At least I, I haven't ever thought to myself, I feel beautiful today. But you never felt like, yeah, like I'm mad handsome. I may have thought that, but I've never said, I've never described <laughs> it as beautiful. It's the same thing though. Like the same word, it's, it's different words, but it, all, it both means attractive, right? I don't know. I, I feel like beautiful is different. I feel like it has a more feminine nature to it. Not according to Young Thug. <laughs> so maybe you're just a little... Homophobic? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I sometimes I'll be looking in the mirror, I'll be like, yeah, I'm mad handsome, dog. Like, yeah, I look mad cool today. You never look in the mirror and be like, yeah, I look mad fucking cool, yeah. <laughs> I think I think he's specifying on the word beautiful. Um, but beautiful's got like mad like different words that like mean the same shit though. Like if like sometimes like I put a cool fit on or like just get a haircut, like you know how we feel when you walk out of the barber shop with a nice cut, you're like, yeah, yeah, yep. Beautiful. Do you, do you yeah. tell girls like, you know, you're so cool? <laughs> it, it, maybe not cool, but you tell a bitch like if she looking nice, though, like icy or some shit like, yeah, that's a that's a tough fit or like you looking good. I fuck with I fuck with that vibe. Like, so it's like different words that mean the same shit there. It's just something about that word. Beautiful. You ain't trying to use. I call myself beautiful. dog. Sometimes I, I come out the barbershop. I look in that rear view mirror when I'm pulling off. Like, yeah, <laughs> that's a bad bitch. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a baddie right there that's wild <laughs> do you guys use beautiful to describe yourself have you ever felt beautiful like uh, I, I can't, say, I can't say I have yeah I've never said that to myself I might you didn't myself. Just the question I might wake up tomorrow and say that shit but right. never before right yeah, yeah, I don't think I've ever came out and was like, damn, you look beautiful today, John. <laughs> beautiful. Why though? I that's the thing. I like 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 Tony just said, like I've never 
even thought to say it, honestly. But isn't beautiful heart. just like a girl word, though? Uh, I wouldn't I think know. so. Now that Flock has brought it to the forefront, I don't think so. Like, you know how, like, like some words, like, in, in different languages, like, they have different pronunciation about, like, girl or boy? Oh, like that masculine feminine? Yeah. Yeah, yep. Yeah. So, like, that's, an, that's just a feminine word. Could be. Maybe. But Maybe. I do be feeling cool a lot. Do you guys battle body image due to, like, do we do we experience that body image issues? Yeah, Fuck yeah, dog. Fuck yeah. For sure. I was, yeah. Uh, I was listening to Rex Chapman's podcast the other day, and he had John Amici on there. He used to play in the league. And he was talking about how he was having body image issues when he was in the league. But looking back on it, he was like, I have 4% body fat. Bro, I fuck, remember, I'm, fuck I'm worried about. I remember we was in basketball practice my sophomore year. There's a freshman there, and the coach knew what he was doing. He shouldn't have did it. But he made him go on the skins team, and he was a fat boy, dog. And I like, I'll never forget just looking at his face, like him slowly taking his shirt out. He didn't want to do it. Who? Yeah. I, I don't want to say the name, bro. Remember the one boy? Tryouts. Andrew. Yeah, nah. Remember the one boy I drawed on on Twitter? He ain't put him on the skins. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did, bro. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He was like, "Yo, bro, get on skins." And boy was like, "Come on, Pritch." He was like, get on skins, bro. Don't nobody give a fuck. But we all was like, damn, we're about to get on the skins. <laughs> I don't even remember that, but yeah, that's crazy. Stripped his shirt off, and everybody was like, damn, boy, you fat as shit. Like, yeah. So, like, yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, didn't, fucked up. I didn't love playing skins in high school. <laughs> like, I didn't love being on the skins team in high school. I just thought it was a little outdated. Like, coach, we got pennies and shit, though. We, like, <laughs> we definitely have reversible practice jerseys. <laughs> like, like, we could have just went red, and we could have stayed <laughs> so, black. Like, yeah, like, and not not only that, but, like, bro, we play open, open running with the Y all the time. <laughs> right. We don't know who's on our team, dog. Like, hey, this, <laughs> the shirts and skins logic, when you think about it, never did make sense. <laughs> yeah, like, we don't, don't got to do that shit, dog. Like, that shit sorry. never did make sense. <laughs> like, memory's not that fucked up, dog. All right, bro, 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 bro. All my team, good to go. <laughs> and it's only the coaches that ever recommended that. None of the players were ever like, yeah. oh, I can't remember. Maybe because the motherfuckers was getting old. Yeah, the coaches was on some gay shit. Nah, they, they put bro on skins. I'll never forget looking at his face, dog. He was so defeated. He like, come on, coach. He's like, man, take your fucking shirt off, dog. Don't nobody care. But we was all waiting like, damn, that's crazy. Going to make a shirt that's off. funny as shit. I don't even remember that. That's <laughs> fucked up. I do. I never forget. He looked so defeated. I'm like, damn, this bro was cool. So it's like, you think. Know, like, that's wild. Just lost all his coolness real quick. That's fucked up. Yeah, that shit was fucked up, dog. Uh, random thought for me. I watched uh, Doom this weekend on HBO Max. Oh, it's How on HBO it? Max. Yeah, I, I think I'm it. about to be a sci-fi movie nerd because mm. I highly enjoyed the movie. I always mm. loved like high production movies and shit, but after mm-hmm. watching this, I'm like, damn! Like I really just got invested in a two-hour, thirty-five-minute movie. Just, they damn. have these own worlds. I wasn't picking up my phone. I was completely focused following the story. I'm like, damn, I am a old movie nut right now, like watching this shit. And I was kind of upset that I didn't, that they didn't start filming the second one yet. Yeah. And then I read, I've, I've, I mean, I've listened to two podcasts, watched deep dives. I've never done this, but I just watched this and I was just so fucking invested in the movie. I'm like, yo, what the fuck is going who's on? In, but, who's in doing That's uh, Zendaya? Zendaya? Yeah, I mean, she's in it for like 10 minutes, but yeah. yeah. Is Tom Holland in there too? Nah, that's Spider-Man. Okay, I thought he might have been in there too. 
a guy yeah, that's kind of similar to him, though. I mean, kind of same age group is in there. Yeah, you saw the flock. Yeah, I'm a big Dune fan. Like I read the. I book didn't read the book. I would Nerd. highly recommend it. Still, that shit was. I never would have thought I would like some shit like that. But I always like sci-fi shit. But like other like super worlds and shit. Like I never was into that. But this movie, I'm probably about to go back and watch everything. I ain't gonna lie. Mm. It, even if you like listen to the book, I mean, the way that they break down the pap, the uh, the voice. Yeah, and his ability to like figure things out. Oh my gosh! And even when he just go watch it, great movie. I never thought I would sit through some super sci-fi shit for two hours and thirty. Because I I saw it, I was like, I'm probably just about to fall asleep on this shit. I watched it, stayed up the whole fucking time, and even when it ended, I was fucking pissed because (laughs) they ended like right in the middle of some shit. Yeah. You're like, yo, where the rest of the movie? But it was so it was it was a cool little movie, and I think I don't know. I think it's something for our generation to be invested in. It was it was a good ass movie. I fucked with it. I, I recommend it highly. It's it's the uh, <clears throat> Star Wars was modeled after. That's Dune. what that's what I learned. Dune from the came Dune out before podcast. Star Wars. Dune was in like the sixties. Yeah, yeah never said, heard of Dune it. is the OG of everything. It's the OG of Game of Thrones, Star oh, wow. Wars, all this shit. And I'm just watching it like, damn, I see why they bit all this shit from them. Mm. It was a good-ass movie. I fucked with it heavy. heavy. My nerd side went Duncan Idaho was like, and they put this up. Yeah, I went straight nerd. I went straight nerd. I was like, wow, I'm really watching this shit. This is insane. But never thought I would like some shit like that. But, yeah, that shit was a good-ass movie. High production. Sound is crazy. And I think I'm going to double back to the movies to watch that shit in IMAX. I ain't going to lie. Bro, I would highly recommend that. So we did. I watched it there and then HBO. Yeah, the movie theater made that shit insane. Yeah, mm-hmm. I got I gotta go see it. I will probably do that shit Monday, early morning, <laughs> first show, early bird, six dollar tickets. Hey, <laughs> love that. You guys done? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you mad? You, you mad at us? You yeah, mad? He mad. He's about to and watch it, it fucking... but he fraud. He about to watch that shit. And now it's a fucking geek squad, pa. Jesus Christ! <laughs> he, about, he about to tune right in, fuck. Yeah, taking yeah. notes on a cal- calculator, dog. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Johnny, what do you hard. got, man? Uh, I guess less of a random thought, but the whole Ben Simmons shit, him uh, saying he focusing on his mental health. Uh, I read somewhere contractually they're not allowed to find him if he's working on his mental health. Mm. Um, so I'm not, I'm not saying cap, but convenient. I feel like you have to work on your mental health after how they talked about that, man. <laughs> True. Yeah. But he could, just go work, he could just go work on his game. But I'm saying, when <laughs> and I mean, you got to be sensitive to people with their mental health needs and everything. But it, it literally says in the in their contract, like, if he's working on his game, working on his mental health or whatever, they can't find him. So he's still that not was playing. pretty convenient. He's still not practicing, but now he got mental health issues. You got a good-ass agent. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Shout out to Clutch Sports. Right. Rich Paul, you're doing your thing. We see you. Yeah, he's doing his thing. Uh, average cost of a house in 1980 was 45000 Average rent was 320 mm. Random thought. They fuck How me. much has inflation went up? Uh, so average cost of a house now, or in 2010, was two hundred and sixty grand. Average income from 1980 went up from twenty four to fifty. So average cost of a house went up like five times. Average income doubled, maybe tripled. 
Uh, so we're fucked on that. Um, never would have thought that I would have said this, but little boozy needs to leave little Nas X the fuck alone. Jesus Christ, buddy. You can't tell people to kill yourself. You should hate yourself because you're gay. That's very wild. Oh, I feel like did? little Nas X incited that though. Yeah. Little Nas X was like, yeah, I got a song of boozy and boozy was like, don't, don't fucking troll me pussy. You need to kill yourself. You should fucking hate yourself for how you are. You fucking, uh, F word. Uh, it's a little much, booze. It's a little much. I know your fans don't care, but Jesus Christ, buddy, that that's a, a fucking bit much. And third and final, I think that the attorney general needs to fucking relax. Nobody is giving these kids free weed, dog. There's nobody handing out free weed cookies, dog. Them shits is not fucking cheap, dog. You get a, a bag of weed, a gummy, that shit's 20, 40. Easy for good jaunts. People not handing them shits out, dog. It's not cheap. So, I don't know who the AG is, but they on some bullshit. Yeah, they on some nut <laughs> shit. Don't nobody give a fuck about none of that shit. All right, songs of the week. I was just trying to find one. Dill, I'm going to text you. Could you play mine? Yep. Songs of the week. Uh, I'll go first. I guess that's the new order. I'm going to go with uh, Wale just dropped his new album, Forlorn. If you haven't heard it, go check it out. I'm going to play the joint with him and Rick Ross. I'm going to let his verse rock, though. This is called Light Years. Rick Ross and Wale off Wale new album, Light Years. Go check that out, man. Forlorn, one of my favorite rappers of all time, Wale. My guy. I am looking 
You started smoking loud, huh? You started smoking loud. Uh, plead the fifth. Okay. On that one. Um, yep. Respect. Yeah, I uh, not a, my favorite like dude lyrically, but his beat selection is pretty dope for a real uh, minimal expense. Seems like low, not a lot of support, but he's got some good beats. I like that. Tony, you got one. Yeah, I gotta do anything special to play it. Uh just share your screen. Okay, hold on. Matter you go ahead, I'm gonna text you mine so let you do it. Seem like you DJ in the mic. All right, man. I'm I'm gonna pull mine up then. I'm going off the Young Thug album Day Before featuring Mac Miller. That was my boy Mac Miller off the Young Thug album day before. Young Thug told a good story. That was actually the day before he checked. So kind of fucked up. Damn. And we got Tony's coming up with a classic. Tupac, so many tears. Tony's song of the week. 
Can I lament your Drive for a misery. Left me alone. I grew up amongst a dime breed. Inside my mind, couldn't find a place to rest. Until I got that dub, I shed it on my chest. Time to get the feeling. I'm not living in the past. You wanna last? Be the first to blast. Remember Kata. No longer wait to see the seats. Call on the sirens. See them running in the streets. Now rest in peace. Is there heaven for a G? Remember me. So many homies in the cemetery shed so many tears. So many tears. Lord, I suffer through the tears and shed so many tears. Lord, I lost so many tears and shed so many tears. Now I'm lost in the weary, so many tears. I'm suicidal, so don't stand near me. My every move is a calculated step to bring me closer to a person of your death. Now there's nothing left. There was no mercy on the streets. I couldn't rest. Barely standing about to go to peace and screaming peace. And though my soul was deleted, I couldn't see it. I had a mind full of demons trying to break free. They planted seeds and they had sparking the flame. Inside my brain like a match, such a dirty game. No memories, just a misery. Painting a picture of my enemies killing me in my sleep. Will I survive till the moan and the see the sun? Please don't forgive me for my sins, cause here I come. I'm gonna let that shit run all the way through. Um, dude, you can't really debate with me. Tupac was way better than Biggie, man. Just was. Way better catalog. Way more diverse. I'm not even gonna do this. We, we, we are, you just, that's why you say Yo Gotti was better than Wale, which is your worst take ever. We can do that versus any, we can do that versus any day of the week, bro. Anytime you want to hop, anytime you want to hop on live, you let me know, bro. Whenever you ready. I was going through Gotti catalog at the gym last night. Wale ain't got 10 for him, bro. I was at 100 and it was still going, so you got to relax. You got 100 mid. I got 10, 10 that just shuts shit down ASAP. While he has at least 30 certified bangers, you got to No, he doesn't. No, he doesn't. You're wilding. No, he doesn't. You're wilding. <laughs> How he many doesn't. certified bangers from Wale? At he least said 30. 30? That's, that's yeah. deep. Go through the catalog. Go through the yeah. catalog. Go through the catalog. Mm -hmm. That's all yeah. I'm going to say. I don't Jack know if there's a lot bangers. of goats that have 30 certified bangers. Yeah, <laughs> there's like three, bro. That's what there's I like say. This motherfucker's underrated. Three, are you... Thirty deep, thirty deep bangers. I was, I was, I was at a hundred. I was like, "Yo, a hundred? Not a hundred <laughs> tracks, but I was like, like you know how title goes." How many, how like many songs he got, bro? One hundred and fifty. Like, what the fuck is you talking about? <laughs> Two thirds of his shit. I was at a hundred, and it was still pop. Like songs was still coming through. Can you yeah, like, like, cape or a hoodie on? Like, is that? Yeah, it's like it's ridiculous, bro. Yo, God, he's got more bangers than Wallace. You're bugging. Okay, whatever. And you think Biggie's got? We could go song for song right now. We could, bro. Like it don't mean shit. I got time to kill, dog. The fuck are you talking about? You don't want to do that. That's all I'm gonna say. You don't want to do that. We could hop off this shit and sync this shit to Instagram Live, dog. I would fucking murk you. 
Whenever you're ready. Whenever you're ready. You're wilding if you think Yo Gotti can fuck with Wale. I am going Wale on the verses, though. No, you're not, though. That's what you don't understand. You're not. You're wilding. You're not. Trust me, you're not. Tony, where you at? I don't I don't really mess with neither one of them, but but got it. Got I think it. It, I, I'm gonna say this, it depends on what you're looking for, it depends on what you appreciate. Got he got the turn up shit, bro. That's what I'm saying. That's he, what he, got, he, got he got the turn up shit. Wale don't have that he don't have that sound that motherfuckers really gonna play in the club like that. Nope. But if you trying what? to focus on some lyrical shit. What are we doing? A round of applause. Come on, bro. Don't nobody want to hear anything. Come on, dog. Do anything. Got he got that, that come on, bro. Come on. Come on, crazy. Come on, Doug. It's Y'all not even. Crazy. It's not even a competition for real. What's the hold on? What's the Pac Piggy, uh, Pac Biggie debate? Everybody ain't uh, ain't on the same page. It's no debate. Pac easily over Biggie. Pac doesn't have one. None of his albums is better than Life After Death. But none of his like fifteen albums are better than Biggie's two. Pac, what album better than Life After Death? All of them. Name, name, <laughs> name, name them. Uh, Tupac, greatest hit. Stop looking him up. Stop <laughs> looking him up. You see, you gotta look him up. Tupac, you gotta look him up. You see, you gotta look him up. Tupac, greatest hit. You gotta look him up. I just told you. So, maybe okay. So maybe albums wise, but yeah, yeah. T-Max, T-Max I, I got one good season more than a lot of people too. Doesn't mean he had a better career. What what song you like off after uh, strictly? What song you like off strictly for my niggas? What song you like off of Tupacalypse now? <laughs> what song you like off Tupacalypse now? All right, keep your head up. Oh, man. That's a good mm. one. I get around. Dude. So I, I'm agreeing with you from a from an album standpoint. No, you're not. That one album, sure, may be better than any. Pac, literally, if we do of- albums, Pac has all eyes on me and me against the world. They both got two albums. Don't you dare talk about Strictly for my word I can't say, dog. <laughs> Don't you dare talk about that shit, dog. What are you crazy? What? Come and on, mind, mind you, I was on, raised. On, mind you, I was raised on Tupac. I didn't get Biggie. Come on, bro. Twenties, honestly. And when I heard Biggie, I'm like, damn, my dad really hated this motherfucker. And he was nice as shit. Biggie really a fucking beast when it comes to this rapping shit. Ah, so this is about rebelling against dad. Got it. Nah, because <laughs> I love Pac. I love Pac. But First I'm, album? Not, I'm not going to be I'm not gonna be biased. I probably know the most Pac here, but I'm not gonna be on, biased bro. when I hear Biggie. I'm like, oh, this is superior rap shit. I don't know. So Tony played a lot of Tupac. We used to. Hey, just- hey all I'm saying yeah. is listen to Life After Death and tell me an album that's better. Come that on, Pac got. bro. See, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have you to want- go ahead and, and listen to him again tomorrow. All the way. Through. Life After Death. That's all you gotta play. And only my only issue with Pac really is uh, all eyes on me. He just let his voice rap too much. And I used to just be like, dog, you wasting these great songs on weak ass features. Yeah, I won't I won't debate that. I won't debate that. Like it's a mad song for you listening to Pac and you're like, dog, why the fuck did you let Big Psych rap on this, dog? <laughs> like you don't want to hear Big Psych. He wants your verse. Hey, buddy, anytime you want to do the Biggie vs. Tupac Instagram live, we can do that as well. I'm ready, bro. I'm ready. That, that's easy. I'm ready. A 10 song, John? Anything, bro. We could do a one song. Like, whatever Ooh, you want. What's your one song going to be? Yeah. All About the Benjamins. What you mean? All About the Benjamins? That's lit- That's one of the greatest rap songs of all time. Wait, I like California Love more. <laughs> you bugging. You bugging, bro. <laughs> you bugging. There's so many more Tupac songs I like over All About. I'd rather listen to Hit Em Up. Okay, okay. You're wilding. 
Like, what are we talking about? You're wrong. That's literally one of the best rap songs ever made. Yeah, See, I'm a, I, I think I think Juicy is his, his best song. Yeah, Juicy is for right, well, sure. Yeah, you song. gotta go listen to fucking Life After Death if you think Juicy is best song. I'm gonna I'm gonna listen to it tomorrow. Nah, you should. That's all you need. That's all you need. I'm, I'm, a, I'm pretty sure Dill has tomorrow. never even listened to Life After Death. <laughs> I've listened oh, to Life After Death, dog. That's a, that's a fact. He that's a big never even listened to it. Like you said, he was going at his chest with that. <laughs> he probably hasn't. He probably hasn't. <laughs> you just said Wale had thirty bangers. All right, so. Like, that was, that was the shit on Gotti. That was the shit on Gotti. 30 things. He's got, he's got 30 songs in total. Anyway, uh, Facebook has been a ball. Thanks for tuning in on the 50th episode. Great seeing you guys. Uh, yeah, it's lit. John, you said life after death? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, great, probably a I'm, top five greatest albums of all time. I am looking at the track list.